Welcome, everybody, to episode 75 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Eric. Will. Corey. Now, despite the fact that we are doing a fully numbered episode, it's not going to be a full episode. It's going to be a shortened episode uh, because we are doing our Game of the Year awards, uh, and we wanted to make sure we had plenty of time during this episode to argue about each other's selections. So, yeah, you that's think there'll be gonna... some good arguing? I, I, I'm hoping so. I'm hoping there's a little bit of arguing for, for entertainment. Well, I know sake. one that I'm going to argue. Okay. Um, You're going to be surprised then. <laughs> uh, today is, what is it? Thursday. Thursday, December 27th, 2012. I was going to say, if, if you're listening in the future, you should know that this is the 2012 awards. Yeah. Yeah. Did I say that? <laughs> I didn't say that, did I? But yeah, it's our it's our first annual Thummy Awards. So The Thummies. Yeah. As coined by Ken Maney. Ken Maney. Yep. Thank, thank you for that. Featured on our UFC episode. Yep. It's weird hearing myself talk again. Yeah, Corey is in studio also, which is different. Home for the holidays. Yeah. Sitting right to the right of me. Yeah. It's yeah. like old times. Is that how it was? No. Nope. No, Will sat here. You sat where Will is, I think. Or, yeah. Things have changed. And I sat off the table on, yeah. on a little uh, <laughs> Dan sat TV, outside the studio. TV tray. You sat like right here. <laughs> yeah, that was not comfortable. But anyway, uh, so yeah, our categories that we are going to be selecting games for are 2011 game we played most in 2012. That's kind of a you know, uh, uh, what like a 2012's 2011 game of the year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it, it's kind of rec- recognition, especially for the late games that came out last year that may not have been in running for last year's game of the year because we didn't have enough time to play it. So there's that one. Uh, best co-op multiplayer. Uh, best competitive multiplayer, uh, 2012 best mobile slash handheld game, uh, 2012 best rainy day game, uh, biggest surprise, uh, guilty pleasure game, biggest disappointment, uh, best under the influence, uh, least likely to play from 2012, mm-hmm. best new IP, and then finally game of the year. So those are going to be our categories. And we try to keep the categories a little uh, more unconventional Yeah. to, you know... Sorry, That's I fine. forgot to put my phone on silent. No problem. Unreal. Noob. <laughs> um, yeah, we wanted to have a few different categories, but we obviously had to have Game of the Year. I wanted to do Best New IP because I want to uh, recognize some of the new, you know, n- the new IPs because there was not very many of them this year. So I did want to recognize that. Um, and then Eric wanted to put it in the multiplayer categories because he is a more of a multiplayer uh, gamer. So we th- we threw those in there, and then we had some, you know, some fun with some of the categories. So. So we ready to get into it? Yeah. Yeah. Let's yep. go. All right. Well, we're going to start with the two best – how did you word it? 2012's 2011 – no. 2011's 2012 game of the – 2012's game of the year of 2011. Yeah. <laughs> 2012's 2011 game of the year. Yeah, yep. Okay. That's what we're going for. It's basically the, the 2011 game uh, – it came out in 2011 that we played most in 2012. So, Will, you want to get started? Yeah, the uh, one that I picked for 2012-2011 game of the year. Did I mess that up? Who cares? Don't worry about it. All right, it's Skyrim. And my runner-ups were Battlefield 3 and Star Wars The Old Republic. I picked Skyrim because I played the DLCs for Skyrim, which came out in 2012. Yeah. So I've played the game at least twice. I've tried Dragonborn and Dawnguard, and I still play it You know, every now and again when I get the urge okay more than the other two games that i picked so Uh that's why i picked that one and what was your game of the year last year deus ex right 
Well, I'll jump on the Skyrim bandwagon and say that's probably mine, too. Okay. Uh, it might be the only 2011 game, really, that I played. Right. Maybe The Old Republic. I forget how long I played that. When did that come out? You only played it for the first month, I think, right? Yeah, and it came, it came out. out at the end of December. Okay, so I played it probably till the end of January. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, definitely Skyrim. Love the DLC. Mm-hmm. It's on my PC now, uh, and I'm still looking forward to putting some mods on there and yeah. see what I can get the, out of the it. The graphics mod. I'll jump on Skyrim also. Okay. Yeah, that was mine. I think that might be the only one that I played this year, too. A little Battlefield. Um, yeah, maybe a little Battlefield, which I'd like to get back into. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Skyrim was the only one that I was really still heavily interested in this year. Okay. And Skyrim was your game of the year it last was. year. Yeah. It was almost Batman, but I did I did choose Skyrim. Okay. Uh, my 2011 game I played most in 2012 was Star Wars The Old Republic. Um, I played it for a few months because everyone kind of stopped playing after the first month, I think, after the free month. I played it for a few months, and I picked it up again, I want to say, late spring, early summer, and played for three or four months, like quite a bit. Um, and then maybe a little bit towards the end of the summer, when and then when I found out it was going free-to-play, I stopped playing. Um, so Star Wars Euro Public I played the most of. My runner-up would be Skyrim, though, because I played quite a bit of Skyrim um, in the spring of this year. I had some achievements that I had to catch up on and some other playthroughs I wanted to play, so I did play quite a bit of that, too. We should we should both say that it wasn't our game of the year last year. I mine was Dark Souls. Mine was mine was Gears of War three, I think. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So we yeah. all had a different game last year for game of the year. Yes, we did. I like that. Yeah. I don't think it'll be so this year. No, probably not. Well, maybe we'll see. I don't know. We'll it see. might be. All right. Uh, next best co <laughs> co op multiplayer. Eric, what do you got for us? Um. To be honest with you, I only tried one co-op multiplayer game of the year or game this year, and I probably would have picked this one anyway. But Borderlands Two, uh-huh. um, Halo Four may have competed, but I think Borderlands is probably and like I said, I barely co-op. played it. But for co-op, it'd, it'd be more fun. Yeah, well, I, it has different classes. It's got right. four different classes, and I yeah. think that adds to the fun of and the humor, different abilities with friends is always right. you know more fun, and mm-hmm. so that'd be mine. Okay, Corey. Uh, my maybe this is cheating a little bit, but my runner-up for best cooperative multiplayer was Tekken Tag Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, most people would consider that a competitive multiplayer, yeah. but since you it's tag, tag tournament, yeah. you have somebody playing right alongside with you. Okay, uh, I really didn't play that game too much, but you know, for a fighting game, it's really fun to have it be. Do you still have that cooperative? I still have it for PS3. I want to borrow it. Yeah, Will has it for Xbox, doesn't he? I think I let somebody borrow it, but get, I could, I could get, get it back. I could get it back. Yeah, get it back. Now. If I'd known, I would have brought it for you this yeah. this break. Uh, but my my best cooperative multiplayer, and maybe this is cheating, is Guild Wars Two, uh, an MMO. Mm-hmm. But just you know the the group aspect of it is is very cooperative, and yep. and in a lot of the things you have to do and cooperate to do. And I've also found that you can you can pretty much scrape by like dungeons and stuff without really communicating with anybody but when you do and figure out what everybody like what their build is set for and stuff like that you can you can really be a lot more effective and, and yeah. breeze through stuff yeah um i'm gonna join you guild wars 2 is also my best co-op multiplayer game uh with a close second being borderlands 2 uh, i agree and i think i think the non-verbal communication in that game is pretty strong because once you kind of see like if like you said if you're going through a dungeon with people don't, you don't know you kind of see what other people are doing you kind of build your 
uh, your strategy around that. And it's very, very a lot more strategic, I think, than a lot of other MMORPGs because there's not there's not the whole the holy trinity of MMORPGs. You know, the tank, DPS, healing. healing. Um, every, everyone kind of does that, so you 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 know can kind of change your character as need be to fit into that group dynamic. There I is, think that's a really cool thing about it. Yeah, there is a certain amount of tweaking on the fly, yep. um, but at the same time, you can go one deeper and you know reset all your traits, which is yep. a totally different set of yep. um, abilities. And that to make your character completely different from right, yeah. right. But there is some tweaking on the fly, which I really like. You just yep. swap some abilities in and out, and all mm-hmm. of a sudden, you're you fill a, a different, different role, yeah, a different type of character. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, Will, what do you got? Best co-op multiplayer. Uh, my runners-up are Guild Wars 2 and Halo 4, and my winner is Borderlands 2, like Eric. I didn't play it real out of it, but when I did, it was pretty awesome. And yeah. as you said, the you know having the four classes, you know, yeah. play together. And well, five now because of Micromancer. Yeah, the Micromancer's out, so five, you know, classes, you know, just playing the main story. It's with, a lot of fun. With different abilities and all yeah. the missions and side quests and, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, it's a very solid cooperative game. Okay, excellent. Uh, best competitive multiplayer, Corey. Uh, runner-up. Again, Guild Wars 2 uh, can be very competitive. I've done, I've been doing, in addition to the world versus world, which which pits server against server, I've been doing the 8-on-8 uh, eight eight PvP, which just takes characters from any server mm-hmm. and uh, pits them 8-on-8 eight eight in a, like a King of the Hill type battle. And that's a lot of fun, and it's a great way to learn about your character because they unlock everything for you. Everything's open for you to do whatever, including weapons. Um, so you can you can spec yourself out however you want and just keep messing with whatever kind of build and um, strategy you want to go with. But yeah, the world versus world stuff is great because it's just you know massive scale battles, mm-hmm. taking out keeps with siege equipment and all yeah. that crap. And uh, you know even on the PvP level, I've done a lot of just one on one where it's just me and one other person, mm-hmm. and that's fun too because you just get to you know tangle one on one. Yeah. Mono Ishio. Yeah. Like like the seventies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. Will. Oh wait, I'm sorry. That was my runner up. Uh Halo Four. Okay. That's competitive multiplayer. Uh what can be said about Halo Four that we didn't already say and we've, Halo t- we've talked about it quite a bit. <laughs> discussions. Uh but yeah, it's I mean I'm sure we'll get into Halo Four a little bit more later on. I'm sure it'll show up somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um but it's just they three four three did a great job with it and uh in term, if you if you really want to look at the word competitive, it it gets very competitive, mm-hmm. as was demonstrated in our Halo tournament, mm-hmm. and then some. So that's my winner for best competitive. Okay, Will best competitive. Uh, my runners up are Guild Wars Two and then Planet Side Two, and oh, my winner is Halo Four. Okay. Pretty much everything Corey said, and as I said in our Thanksgiving Hangover episode, I believe I said Halo Four is the game I was most think uh, most thankful for because it saved me. From moving away from competitive shooters. Okay, brought you back, brought you back, it right back in, right back in, yeah. So yeah, that's why it okay. went competitive. All right, I'm the opposite of Corey. I picked Halo Four as my runner-up, um, and my best competitive multiplayer is Guild Wars Two. Um, I spend <laughs> four hours a night every night playing World versus World. Just about. Uh, I have more kills in World versus World than I do in Halo, which is saying something too. Wow. Considering it's a lot harder to kill a person in Guild Wars than it is in, in Halo. Um, I can't get enough of the World versus World. I haven't even tried the structured PvP like I'm going to uh, before too long, but it's so fun. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Because I also enjoy the World versus World, but to me, to to just keep doing it over and over, like what what do you 
Is it just the pure enjoyment you get? I like out of to it? win. Oh yeah, it's it's about like really the I think the best thing for me is well I had an awesome time last night with it too, but I, I generally like to go on offense. That's so I'll go I'll go to the one of the other the other servers Borderlands yeah and try and take over their stuff. Um, but I did uh, I did go to our Tarnished Coast Borderlands the other night and um, me and a group of two other people we were uh, one of our. Ascension Bay was being under siege, yeah, uh, or was under siege, and uh, we snuck around the side and we're picking off people that were on the side. We were trying to, dr- we were drawing people away from the main group and killing them like around the corner where they couldn't be seen from from yeah. the other side, and just just doing stuff like that. I'm like, this yeah. game is unbelievable. And then manning siege equipment yourself, like defensively, is just it's fun. It's so fun when you I get because uh, I'm not big into multiplayer stuff, but when you that's when, just amazing when you. When you saddle up to like an arrow cart and there's a bunch of enemies yep. duking it out with some of your other players and you're just unloading on Gunning them, them down. kill after kill after yep. kill, that's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. Uh, but to me, like I enjoy World versus World, but I don't feel like the the reward, uh, like in game, you know, yeah. actual yeah, no, you don't get that reward much stuff. is is worth it to play it that much. No, it's all it's all like it's very rewarding to me just because I like to win at it. You know, right, I like to right. be good. Um, I get. I like chasing people down. I like the routes, you know, when you break the other team's line and yeah. they start running away and you just kill them as they're running away. That's yeah. a lot of fun, too. Yeah. Run then, away! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and some people have the, the grasp, so, like, as they're running away, they think they're getting yep. away, and then yep. somebody get just drags back them all the way back into the, the mayhem and they yep. get slaughtered. Yep. Well, we've been on the receiving end of that before, yeah. too. Yeah, so. we have. Yep. It sucks. But because you know how much it sucks, it feels that much better mm-hmm. when you do it to somebody else. Which I guess you can say that for a lot of competitive mm, multiplayer games. Say. But like I never really I never got that in like got that into like a Halo or even when I played Gears of War as much as I did last year, it was nowhere near as fun for me as, as Guild Wars two. And I never even did any PvP in any MMORPG that I played before, except for a little bit in Star Wars uh Galaxies. Yeah. So and uh, just briefly, I will say we the one time we had some people play with us that had never done World World versus World. Mm-hmm. It was a really good first experience I felt for them. Yeah, because we had a good commander who led us to a ridge that was overlooking keep, mm-hmm. set up a bunch of siege equipment, mm-hmm. knocked the wall down. We all raided, mm-hmm. uh, got a lot of kills took and the took the keep. And it was, I was like, man, I'm glad they got to see that because that's really you know where the fun part of it comes is when you yeah. when you advance and, yep. and make a big move. And, I didn't get that the first few times I played it. No, I had a very hard experience at first. I can imagine. So that be that would be frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's move on. No more Guild Wars. Eric. Well, no, I'm moving oh, on from right. Guild Wars. Not not from you. Go ahead, Eric. Um, I struggled with this one because you didn't, did you? What? Go ahead. You picked Call of Duty, didn't you? <laughs> Fuck no, I didn't pick Call of Duty. I was gonna say that would start an argument. <laughs> no, I struggled with this one because I I wasn't sure whether. I should qualify FIFA for this one because <clears throat> the most fun I have with FIFA is is one versus one online. So I didn't know if I should pick that. So I'm going to go with Halo 4 because that's more multiplayer, I right. feel like. Um, yeah, I mean, but like Corey said, it gets it can get pretty intense, and I love playing it with my friends. Like the few times that we've had like a full party, yeah, it's really, really fun. Yeah. Um, it's intense and... When they come right down to it, right down to the oh, wire, man. and some of the capture flag games can be really awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm having flashbacks. <laughs> we won't get into that. <laughs> but, no, Halo 4 <laughs> for multiplayer, I don't feel like you can beat it. 
right. at this point. I don't mm-hmm. think there's going to be a better game than like, that. For that, competitive first-person yeah, shooters. No. Unfortunately, the gaming population says otherwise. In, which in blows Call my Duty, mind. Which I can't. I really can't wrap my head around. I, I can't either. I really have no idea how that is even possible. <laughs> well, anyone with the PlayStation is automatically going to go over that's to true. That's true. Call of Duty. Yeah. Or PlayStation yeah, only. That's, that's a good point. Um, yeah, but I don't know. Like I said, the Halo, the new maps they put out for the first map pack are really good. Which I played, and they are awesome. Aren't they awesome? Really good for objective games. Um, yeah, there's just something for everybody there for the multiplayer. I really like it. Maybe I'll jump back into it. You should, <laughs> man. I'd love to play with you again. I almost traded it in. Uh, don't fucking trade it in. Damn I'm it. I'm going to for Nino Kuni when that comes out. Wrath of the White Witch. Wrath of the White Witch. The... Can you just download that? I could, but then I'd have to you? pay full price. <laughs> I'm trading in. Did you play Did the you demo? Play the... Weird. I haven't played it yet. Have you played I downloaded it? it, but I didn't play it. Yeah, I have. I, I downloaded it. You saw it, so that I, I downloaded it. it. I saw that you. Uh, did you mention? I wrote it on, on our Facebook. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yep. But yeah, Halo Four for me for okay. best competitive multiplayer. I would have let you pick FIFA. That would have yeah, been fine. I Absolutely. Yeah. Because not too I, late. I picked Guild Wars, so that's yeah, not. Yeah, but that's that's multiplayer. It's like competitive. Yeah. I guess. Well, not the FIFA's not competitive. Right. Because right. for me, that's the most but, competitive. But game you like I one versus one. Yeah, it's one versus one. I mean, I do play pro clubs where it's multiple people, but my favorite FIFA multiplayer is me versus one other guy. Mono, mono. Yeah, so I don't know if I could really justify that over Halo, where yeah. it's okay. team versus team, you know. All right. Uh, moving on. 2012 best mobile slash handheld game. <laughs> I'll go first with this. I did not have uh, very much experience with either one. So I picked Angry Bird Space because I'm pretty sure that's the only mobile game or one of the only mobile games that I played this year. Uh, so that would be my pick for uh, 2012 best mobile slash handheld game. Will, you had a little more experience with this, so what do you got for us? Not by a lot because all my handheld games were from 2011. Oh, your like, DS games are from last year? Like Pokemon 3DS. White and Mario Kart 7, which I played extensively. So <laughs> my runner-up was Pokemon White 2, which I booted up and did the main screen in the opening talking segment. <laughs> that was about it. Yeah, okay. And uh, my <clears throat> my winner was the game I got for Christmas, which is Paper Mario Sticker Star, Okay. which I played 20 minutes of. But it right. looks promising so far. Cool. <laughs> but <other> than, <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's my winner. Very nice. Corey, what do you got for us? Uh, okay. Well, Will and I conceived of this list kind of as a joke, best handheld. Uh, so I made my list prior to understanding that we could include mobile games. So there are no mobile games on my list. Uh, I don't know what I'd pick offhand. I'd have to think about it for mobile games. Uh, but my list reads as follows. Uh, Face Raiders, which Will informed me came out last year. These are the only three uh, handheld games I've played. Okay. Face Raiders, which was a, came with the DS. Uh, and I guess the DS came out last year. Okay, so that doesn't count. Uh, runner-up Paper Mario Sticker Star, <laughs> Sticker Star <laughs> which Will got for Christmas, and I I think I, I didn't make it through the opening nope, cinematic. You didn't. Um, and my winner, uh, I got to play 10 minutes of at Target the other day. <laughs> <laughs> PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale. Oh, okay. Yeah. For the Vita. My, for the Vita. And, and how was it? It was actually kind of fun. Uh, I didn't really know what I was doing. Um. I only played ten minutes of it, so at Target. I don't have much of a story. I played as ooh, I played as my chair's gonna cave in. I played as Big Daddy uh, from Bioshock. And How I was he? Against, he was cool. Uh, I played against Parappa the Rappa and 
think Fat Princess was in there, and somebody else. And we played Sackboy. we played in uh, Kratos, God of War, the God of War guy. Uh, we played in his level, which was kind of cool because the Kraken would come and like attack people and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, That's pretty cool. I don't think there were any items. Uh, I couldn't figure out how to use my special ability. It said to hit the back touchpad. I don't know what that is or where it was. It's on the back. I guess. I couldn't find it. I don't know if the, whatever security thing oh, they had was covering it, it. Was covering it. Maybe. Pricks. Which is kind of silly. Um, Did that, you win? No. No, I don't even think I killed anybody. I came in last. Good, uh, good effort. Yeah, that's my handheld list. Okay. 2012. What do you got for us, Eric? Mine um, is an iOS game, and I've played this one more than any other one that I played this year. I don't even know if it came out this year, to be perfectly honest, but it's called Flick Kick. Mm-hmm. I know one of our listeners played it, too. I think it was Jacob, Okay, I think. I know Jake. Yeah. Uh, it's basically it's a soccer game, and there's a few different game modes. There's arcade mode, time mode, skill mode, and bullseye mode. And you just kick the ball into the goal, and it's super addictive. Okay. And I love playing it, especially at work. Nice. So. <laughs> what What was that grocery bagger one? Was that? Oh, bag it. Bag it. Bag it was good too. Yeah, bag it was pretty sweet. Okay. That could be a runner up. All right. That just popped into my head. <laughs> yeah, bag it was fun. work. <clears throat> All right. Uh, I think you got everybody right. Yeah. Yep. All right, 2012 rainy day game, game you'd most oh. like to play, or most likely you're going to fire up on a on a rainy day, or for our case, a snowy day. Eric, why don't you get us started? There's no question for me. It'd be FIFA 13. Okay. God, I could play it all day, every day. Mm-hmm. No matter what, it could be a beautiful day. I'd play, sit inside and play FIFA. Right. But, uh, shit, nothing I'd rather do on a bad weather day. Yeah. Uh, okay. Will. Um, for bad weather game, my runners up are Halo Four and Borderlands Two, and my winner is Guild Wars Two. Mm-hmm. Something about Guild Wars on a bad weather day just makes you want to sit down and play it, and play it for hours. Sink your teeth into yeah. an MMORPG. Yep. Go to a place. Go to a place where there's no weather. Exactly. Which is weird. They don't have weather, do they? There's no rain. Is there night? Yeah, there's night. There's night. But there's no weather. There's well, there's places where it snows or rains. But really? I think it's this all that does that all the time. I think that's dumb. This is 2012. So, I know that's something off to remedy now, isn't it? The original EverQuest had random. That was so cool because the way rain came in the original EverQuest was it'd be clear skies, and then there'd be you'd hear thunder, and then it would just start raining. Start raining immediately. Yeah, that's cool. It was also so dark that you couldn't move around at night in that game. Yeah, yeah, you had to have night vision. I or forgot night, about that. Night vision, or you had to get the firefly eye or whatever. Yeah, or Fire beetle well, eye. I think I think if you had glow, magic glow armor, a little bit. magic armor would glow too, right? So yeah, Any kind of or you had to have armor. a torch. Those were the days because it was too dark to see anything. I forgot about that. That was hard. Okay. Uh, I, Corey, rainy day, rainy, rainy day, day game. game. Uh, to me, I took rainy day game to mean a game I wouldn't play unless I had Hours. a lot of time yeah. on a rainy day and nothing to do. So I went with Xenoblade Chronicles, oh, okay. uh, which counts for us because it didn't come out in the United States till this year. Right. Uh, yeah, this year. Uh, just one, you know, a meaty RPG, 100, I think 100 some hours, almost oh. 100 hours is the length. Wow. Or 80, I think, is the average. Is that the one for Wii? Yeah. Okay. That's the Wii one. Uh, I really liked it, what I played of it, but I was moving, didn't want to have to bring my Wii with me. 
uh, wanted to sell it before I came, and I sold it to Will for 30 bucks, and just haven't returned to it. Plus, knowing that you have 80-hour journey ahead of you, it's like, well, I can I can spend another, I think I might, might have put 20 hours into it, so I can spend another 60 hours playing this game. But I already felt like I got everything out of it. But if I had the time to sit down and, right. and play through it, I'd love to, because I really enjoyed it. Okay. I should play it. Yeah, I gotta find the Wii first, though. Right. Dust it <laughs> off. I don't even know where it is. Just look wherever there's Netflix playing. It's probably, <laughs> probably the there. source. I don't even use the Wii for Netflix because it's not high def. That's right. It's and just a component. All right, my 2012 rainy day game is Guild Wars 2. No surprise. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I play it no matter what. So if it's raining or snowing, or last night we were all snowed in. I played Guild Wars, so yeah. I uh, good okay. for you. Yeah, well, that was probably no surprise to anyone that listens to this podcast. Um, okay, speaking of surprise, biggest surprise, Corey. What was your biggest surprise this year? Uh, well, I have two runner-ups. Uh, wanted to give The Walking Dead a little bit of credit, mm-hmm. considering it was a game based on a show slash you know movie game, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Officially licensed. Very low expectations for those, and it was also developed by Telltale Games, which doesn't have a great track record. No expectations, really, for it, and I think that might be why it's doing so well, uh, critically. Maybe mm-hmm. not. I could be wrong. Uh, th- there is a lot to like about it, but I don't. I wouldn't put it up in, in some of the categories that some people are. Uh, also, Far Cry 3 uh, is another runner-up. Uh, I remember after E3, I pooped all over it. And took a nice little shard on it. Well, real nice, real steamy, mm. nice poop all over Far Cry Three. I didn't get it, uh, and I hadn't played the previous ones. I knew very little about them, but I just saw it, and I'm like, "What is the appeal of this shooter on an island?" Yeah, uh, I'm not a big shooter guy to begin with, but it turns out, um, and 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 to my own credit, a little bit, I said, "All right, I'm going to give this game a, a fair shake because I was so hard on it." Uh-huh. So I did, and um, had an opportunity to get it for free when I got my video card. <clears throat> so I took it, and I played it, gave it a fair shot, and it was surprisingly fun. Uh, I've, I've probably only played an hour and a half of it, but there's a lot to like in that game, a lot mm-hmm. to a lot to look at, uh, and a lot of cool cool gameplay things that, that happen. So Far Cry 3. But my winner is Thomas Was Alone. This was a PC game I, I think IGN might have written an article about or something. Didn't get a lot of press anywhere, but whoever reviewed it, you know, said you should play this game, and uh, that's my winner because it tells a very good story about friendship um, and and teamwork, and all it is is it's a puzzle platformer, and you're there's these shapes, and each shape does a certain thing. There's a, like a brick, uh, which is used to as a stepping stone, but all you know, it's kind of like uh, the dwarf game. What's the dwarf game that from the Blizzard dwarf game? Uh, the puzzle game where there's three of them, one has a shield. No, well, like trying, yeah, and that you know each character can yeah. do something special. Lost Vikings, Lost Vikings, Dwarf Viking, same thing. <laughs> uh, so they, they 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 have to work together, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, and it tells a really good story. And there's a funny narrator, and very well written, and uh, was just a nice, pleasant one of those games that once I started playing, I didn't stop until I beat it. Mm-hmm. Um, so Thomas was alone. Okay, Eric. Surprise! Um, I've got a few runners up for this one. Um, for me, Far Cry Three would also be a surprise because, like Corey, I'd never played the other ones. 
Um, I'm probably got about four hours in on Far Cry, but a lot of it was just dicking around hunting animals, mm-hmm. which is really fun for mm-hmm. some reason. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to have a review card for that probably next week. Okay. I just want to play a little more into the story before I do that. Yeah. Um, Far Cry, uh, Borderlands 2 was a surprise for me because I didn't really like the first one. Mm-hmm. As much as you, it was good, but I didn't really like as much. But I right. loved what I've played of Borderlands 2, which admittedly isn't that much, but it's enough to know that I, like, I really like right, it. Right, right, right. Um, Journey, also a surprise for me. I thought I would like it. I didn't think or know that I would like it as much that as I much. do. Um, but my winner is XCOM uh-huh. because, A, I had never heard of it. I would have never bought it if you hadn't recommended it, Dan. Right. It's not necessarily my kind of game. Not right. even close to my kind of game. Right. And I really, really thought it was an awesome game. Yeah. So. Okay. That was my biggest surprise. That's a good choice. I was going to say choice. that, what you just said, though. You know, like, looking at XCOM before it came out, I wouldn't look at it and say, oh, this is an Eric Homa game. No. no. So. And I really liked it a lot. Yeah. So. All right. Excellent. Will. Big um, surprise. For my runners up is Far Cry Three, as Dan or Eric and Corey said, we all kind of crapped on it after E three, you know, something we kind of said we weren't gonna get, but when I got it, I loved it. Um, my next one is XCOM Enemy Unknown. Like Eric said, I had never even heard of it. I didn't know anything about it, and I didn't think I was really gonna like it, but I kind of bought it at the last second, and I love it. It's a great game. But my winner is the Walking Dead game. Um, basically, everything Corey said it's based off a show. And, you know, Telltale Games didn't have a good track record with games, but it Still turned, don't. turned out to be really good and <laughs> contender for my game of the year. Okay. Maybe maybe that was their plan all along. They set the bar really low. Yeah. And then they're like, all we need to do is, is cross this very low bar. Maybe my biggest surprise game of the year should be the reviews that Walking Dead's getting. <laughs> You've never played it. I played. You played a good portion of the first episode, which was enough to tell me this isn't game of the year. Oh my god! Or anything near it. There's five episodes to it, Eric. I only needed to play one. Is all I'm saying. One was enough. Uh, Half of the first one was enough for me. And it's so cheap too to get all the episodes. Yeah, but I won't play them because they're not good. You've not played long enough to be able to judge that. How much have you played like XCOM? How much you play XCOM? I almost beat it. Fuck you. What about will, Borderlands? I, level 15. Will and I are okay. in the same spot in Borderlands, we discovered. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm like level 15 or something. Yeah, you but like... You guys are further I, than me in Borderlands. Listen, I make most of my judgments off of like that amount of playing a video game because like I never stay hours. with any video game except FIFA. That's so, true. Well, that's I mean? that's my issue with some games. Um, they can't count on you to play for more than... Right. A couple hours to decide whether you like it. It's just not going to happen, especially exactly. with people like, I mean, maybe younger uh, people have a little more time. They can do that. But there's too many games. We, right. We don't have enough time, and they're expensive. So I have an addiction. Like, if a new game comes out, like, I'm going to get it. Yeah. Uh-huh. You yeah. know what I mean? So I understand your point with The Walking Dead, but just to go off what Will said, a lot of what makes a lot of what people like about that game are the really weighty decisions you have to make at, sure. the, at the end of an episode. Um, but at the same time, I, I understand both of your points. Sure. All right. Uh, my biggest surprise for this year, the uh, runner-up for me was Halo 4. Um, I did have high expectations for Halo 4 going into it, um, but I was surprised that all my expectations were met and exceeded. Right. Lived up to um, it. <laughs> that's what surprised me because handing it off to a new studio, yeah. you never know. Um, obviously, graphically, the game is still shocking. Yeah. Still shocking how good the graphics are in that game. Um, on a, as I said, on a seven, eight year, almost eight year old 
seven-year-old system i don't know it doesn't matter eight-year-old system sure uh fabulous graphics even better than you know really anything i'd seen on pc even um with the exception of maybe saying something with the exception of maybe far cry 3 on like a three thousand dollar computer you know you might be able to get better graphics but um you know on a four hundred dollar two hundred dollar console now for for halo 4 to look that good it's pretty impressive but but I was just going to say, that just comes down to experience. Yeah. And I mean, I know it was 343, but it was still a Microsoft yep. game on a Microsoft console. Yep. You know, they just, they know at yep. this point. Yeah, I don't, I, I the, you're not going to be able to get a graphically looking better game for the 360 than Halo 4. Um, or on the PS3, which is supposedly better hardware. Yeah. Allegedly. Yeah, I don't know. I can't. I, yeah, I can't see a better looking console game than no. that for mm-hmm. this generation. Uh, but my biggest surprise was Dragon's Dogma. No, um, yeah. I played that earlier this year. Um, I didn't go in expecting very much, which having low expectations, I think, uh, or lower no expectations, did help that one a little bit. But it ended up being a really awesome game, and it was from a Japanese. De- it was a Western style RPG from a Japanese game developer too, um, and they really kind of nailed it. I had seen it described as like Dragon or uh, Dark Souls meets. Well, I des- fantasy. Well, no, I described it as Assassin's Creed meets um, Hello Kitty Island Adventure. No, no, but we'll talk about Hello Kitty <laughs> Island Adventure a little bit later. Um, I don't know. I don't remember what I described it at the time, but it it has some you know some stealth elements, and then like fighting the big creature battles is just awesome. So definitely Dragon's Dogma was my biggest surprise. I thought it was an awesome game. and I, I want to pick that up at some point. I, think I, I was just going to say, if, if we had a game we wish we played award, that would be it. Yeah, probably me I was, too. I was going to have that, and I forgot. We can I think do we it. talked about that at some point. <laughs> yeah, we did. And I, I think I just didn't put it on the list. Let's make that the next one. We could do it right off the time. I mean, Corey and I just said what ours would be. <laughs> yeah, yeah we'll, we'll do that now, because that was the last for Biggest Surprise. A okay. uh, game from 2012 that you wish you had played when it came out. So I'll let Corey and Eric go first since they kind of spoiled theirs already. Go ahead. Dragon's Dogma. Yeah, well, that'd be mine too, but I'll <laughs> explain a little bit. Right. <laughs> I mean, Dan has never led me astray with anything really that he's ever suggested to me. So I feel like I probably would have liked that game quite a bit. And yeah. the, the multiplayer part of it sounded pretty The pawn cool. system. Yeah. Yeah, where you get your pawns from other people. Yeah, I like that. Um, but I, I'll probably end up getting it at some point. I'll throw it on my wish list yeah. so I don't forget. It's probably cheap now. Yeah, I would think because it's over almost a, almost a year old. Right. I think it came out right around the time of Diablo. Okay. You still have it? Yeah. Can I borrow it? Diablo yeah. cleaning up the awards. Yeah. Sure. If you want. Yeah. Oh, I'm not going to play it. Mine. <laughs> I, I, I can guess which one that would. Yep. What about you, Will? Um, for a runner-up, I'll have Dragon's Dogma. For all the reasons you guys said, I heard it's a sweet game. Heard great things from it. But the game that I wish I played was NBA 2K13. I'm hearing great oh, things about that game. One. And I like 2K11 a lot. And I'm not a big basketball fan, but I'm also not a soccer fan. And I got FIFA, and I loved FIFA. So, who knows? Yeah. The 2K games are always good for basketball. Yeah. Okay. I might, I'm thinking about getting it, actually. So. Oh, if you do, I might. <laughs> there you go. I'll just get it. The Knicks are pretty good this year, too. Yeah, they so. are. Word. And then playoffs yet? No. no. Pretty close, though. No. <laughs> halfway? No, they're at halfway? 30 games, 20 28, games. 28. How many do they play? They play 72. Okay. And the the Nets are doing bad. They're 14 and 14. They fired their coach today. I saw I saw the tweet. Somebody tweeted it today. They're, they, the coach's son tweeted, 
Oh, yeah, it's my dad's fault that they can't hit their open jump shots. Oh. <laughs> and everybody, all the sports guys on the radio were like, he's, he's absolutely right. <laughs> like, mm. apparently yeah. the players just start doing shitty. I don't know, but huh. I don't know. Okay. Uh, my game from 2012 that I'm most likely to play, or wish, you would wish play? I had played uh, when it came out, is FTL. Um, which I do have and will play it at some point, but it probably won't be in the calendar year 2012. Faster than light. Yes, faster than light. Um, Corey talked about it, and everywhere. What? Summer did it come out? The late summer, maybe. Late summer. Late summer. End of summer. Okay, it got a lot, of, a lot of press as being a really, really good indie game, and it was. Uh, I think it was one of the first Kickstarter games. Is is how it I happened. I think you're right. Uh, I think you're right. That's probably game. why it got the the media attention that that it had. Yeah. Outside from being a good game, they delivered. Yeah. Another one I wish I had played Dan was uh, Football Manager 2013. Mm, yeah. Which I will play at some point right. when I get a little more money. Okay. Uh, 2012 Guilty Pleasure game. Eric, what do you have for us? I, I didn't really have one on here that I felt bad that I played or anything like. Well, I guess I could say Call of Duty. <laughs> I guess yeah, that would you don't prob- get pleasure out of it though. Oh, you just yeah, feel guilty. Well, just I bought the guilt it. part I, of it. I didn't feel guilty for playing any of the games I played except Call of Call of Duty. So I put Journey just because it's kind of like an artsy, fartsy, like girly game, I guess. But what are you, some kind of wuss? Yeah, yeah, I am. So I guess it would be Journey, but I don't feel guilty because right. it's awesome. Right. So I don't know. But that's that, the only thing I could come That would be with. the closest thing you would yeah. have to a guilty pleasure. Yeah. Okay. Well, guilty pleasure. Uh, my guilty pleasure, pleasure one is a game I actually have never even played. Magic the Gathering <laughs> Duels of the Planeswalker. 2013. 2013. You never played it? Never played it, but me and Corey <laughs> have been playing Magic cards pretty extensively this Christmas break, and I just... I feel I feel guilty playing it because I've made fun of you guys so bad for playing it, but I'm really enjoying playing it. So I figured I'll make it Same my thing. guilty pleasure game. Okay. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go my guilty pleasure game. Uh, like Eric, I couldn't really come up with anything, but I'm gonna say Angry Bird Space. Okay. Um, as fun of a you know game, it's just another Angry Birds game. Um, there they have the gravity, which or the weird. No gravity and spots with like light gravity, spots with heavy gravity, which add a new little twist to it. But it's still an Angry Birds game, so that would probably be my my guilty pleasure game. Corey, what do you got? For I have us? two. Uh, my runner up is Xenoblade Chronicles again, and only because it's a Wii game, right? So I felt you know guilty because mm-hmm. you played your Wii for using my Wii. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. And my my winner is Final Fantasy Thirteen Two uh, because. It was okay. Uh, it gets a lot of hate. Neither of the newer Final Fantasies do. Uh, but I'm still glad I, I played through it and beat it because mm-hmm. uh, it ended on a nice little cliffhanger. And I'm kind of excited for 13.3 to see what ha- or whatever they're calling it, Lightning Returns or 14, something like that. 14, right? Final Fantasy 14 is on its way, yeah. A Realm Reborn. Saw it was that. launched and then is being relaunched. Relaunched. That's never a good sign. No. <laughs> <laughs> nope. If you get more than one launch for your game... Uh, yeah, but yeah, uh, thirteen two. Okay, uh, it was pleasurable. You know, it's still not much of a game at this juncture. It's just pretty to look at, but yeah, I feel guilty for getting pleasure out of that. Okay. All right. Uh, biggest disappointment is our next category. Well, this one was tough. Will not for me. Not for me either. 
Go ahead. Okay, um, my runners up are NFL Blitz, Diablo 3, and my winner is myself for buying NHL 13 and Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We've talked about how bad That's NHL 13 horrific. is and Call of Duty, but I bought both of them knowing that they're going to suck. I still did it. So you're mostly disappointed in yourself this holiday season. Yep. Okay. I like that. That's I was going to say, because you can't be disappointed in, in Call of Duty because you knew no, it would yeah. suck. Because okay. I was going to put Call of Duty as number one. I was like, I bought it. I'm the idiot. Yeah, I like that. And then I was like, NHL 13 was pretty bad too, I thought. So I was like. Which we still had a glimmer of hope for. Maybe. Yeah. I think it was false hope. We just believed yeah. something that knew we weren't. It was right. just not going to happen. Yeah. I had hope until I played the demo, and then I was like, nope. No. <laughs> not going with that one. And I played the demo, and I hated it, and I still bought it. Yeah. I'm against you guys on that one. Well, fuck you, Corey. Talked about it. Didn't I talk about it? Yeah, we you did. About it. Bit, yeah. Yeah. You gave me crap because I didn't review it very well. Yeah, you said you needed to learn the skating engine, right? Yeah, you do. And that, that sucks, and it's <laughs> difficult. But once you do, I, I think the game is better for it. Better that's than the one NHL that, 11. that plays really slow, right? Yeah, that's my problem with it. It it feels slow because your players accelerate more realistically. Yeah. They accelerate slowly. They turn more slowly because you know if they're if, if your speed is in one direction, it's all about momentum. Yeah, uh, which ah. is another thing we talk about. You know, the more realistic you make yeah. it, the less type, the less game it is. But to me, it, it it almost felt like a totally different game. Yeah, uh, and that's what I liked about it. Okay. I just didn't like how slow it felt. Yeah. I, uh, NHL 11 is probably the best yeah. one for yeah, me. Me I, too. And, that's understandable. And it's, yeah, I don't know. They should have just made a couple minor tweaks from 11, but they fucked the whole thing up. So yeah. 12 was just brutal. A disaster. Yeah. <laughs> brutal. I thought 13 was way better than 12. Okay. For that re- the reason yeah, I just gave. I, I, I understand your points. I understand. Uh, and I still have it. I haven't played it in a few months, but I still have it. Okay. Uh, biggest disappointment, Eric. I picked Dishonored. Um, I don't know. I I had kind of high expect. My expectations weren't much until I started seeing the reviews, mm-hmm. and it was getting super good reviews. And I played it, and I was like, eh, I mean, it's good. I don't. Yeah. I don't see what all the the hype is about. Kind of like Walking Dead. It was okay, but I was like, eh, I don't know. I've played much better. Yeah. So that was that was it for me. Okay, Corey. Uh, I have two, and it was really a toss-up for me. Well, no, not so much of a toss-up. I, I kind of knew which one. Uh, my runner-up is Assassin's Creed Three. I was that was the game I was most excited for. Uh, and to be fair, you know, I probably haven't played it enough as I should. I maybe played like five or six hours into it. Uh, well, maybe a little bit more. But it just started so terribly for me that I just couldn't get past it. Yeah, it just mentally prepared me for awfulness, and I wasn't, again, like I just talked about how, you know, we don't have a lot of time and all this bullcrap, but it just, you know, it didn't it didn't feel the way I wanted it to feel when I first started playing it, mm-hmm. and, and I had played Assassin's Creed, and I kind of knew what they were all about. I don't think I needed to be guided as much as I was in that opening it's opening little bit. Very restrictive at the beginning. It was very restrictive, and story-wise, like... Not much happened to warrant all that time they spent in that little intro thing. I mean, it could have been much shorter. Um, The theater part was really awesome with, what's his name? Uh, And then Hatham? Hatham, yeah. And then honestly, like, maybe you could do a little bit in the New World. Like, cut that down by a quarter, all that stuff that he did in the New World. And still have the same result. Yeah. Uh, 
where was I going with that? Oh, and my biggest disappointment is definitely Diablo 3. Uh, even when it came out, we, we all kind of liked it, but once we saw through the facade... You were, you were a little more soft than, than Me and Dan. Dan liked it a little bit more than you. Soft's a good way to put yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I liked it, but I remember saying, what the hell took him so long to make yeah. this game, yeah. this thing yeah. that we have? And then, you know, once I beat it, I had absolutely no interest to go back and, and play anything of it again. Yeah. And I kind of kind of realized, like... It just seemed like they were experimenting with the whole real world auction house, real money auction house, to see how much money they could make. And and the game they built was meant to service that as opposed to just like a housing service for yeah, the for the right. auction house. Yeah, yeah, and, <laughs> exactly. and rather than you know the other way around. Yeah. And to me, that was just dirty and felt wrong. And and we fortunately had Torchlight Two to uh, you know compare it to yeah. to see. What could have been for surprise that didn't make any surprise lists. No, don't worry. I, uh, I we already I went it. through biggest surprise. Will I think it's, no, 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 no. He said surprise list. Ah, uh, surprise list. Oh, yeah. it's coming later. It's on. Um, no, it's not on any of my any of my things. Um, but yeah, no, I I loved the first Torchlight, so I wasn't too shocked. And because I was hating on Diablo so hard, you know, I was really looking forward to Torchlight too. Um, but yeah, Diablo three is my biggest disappointment. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm a little bit of Eric, a little bit of core with this one. I picked for my runner up. I picked dishonored. Um, once again, not like Eric, not because I didn't dislike the game, but because it was so highly received and, and it was a good game, but not good enough to be getting nines and nine and a half and, and perfect scores. And I didn't think graphically it looked that good. Um, I mean, I think it was an, like an interesting art style, but I think they could have made the graphics a little, they looked like muddy to me, especially yeah. when you were up close. Yep. It was all very muddy and not, not colorful or no contrast. Uh, yeah. It was, it was washed out a little bit. It seemed, um, so dishonored would probably be my runner up for biggest disappointment, but my biggest disappointment is Diablo three. <laughs> um, I love Diablo two played it a ton, was looking forward to Diablo three for a long time. And, uh, it was a letdown. I, like Corey and Will kind of liked it my first playthrough did like it my first playthrough is you know uh, mechanically it was a solid game I can't argue about you know the combat and stuff like that but uh, no no differentiation in classes especially like once you get into the harder difficulties um, everyone says you have one way to play your character and that's it you know you, yep. you can't experiment with builds like you can with Torchlight or or something like that so um, Diablo 3, definitely. After, like Corey, after I beat it, I had no interest in going back whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Which isn't in the spirit of Diablo at all. And it's not like me either because I'm the type of person that likes to get every dollar's worth out of a game that I can. You know, I like to beat it on harder difficulties. I like to unlock everything. Um, but Diablo 3, just I couldn't bring myself to play it again. So I deleted it off my computer probably sometime in the summer. I realized I was just not going to ever play it again. So... Yeah, Diablo three biggest disappointment. Eric was right. <coughs> yes, he was. He he. You called it early, didn't you? Did I? Yeah, I'm you, not surprised. <laughs> you you pl- <laughs> you played the demo and you're like, no, this is garbage. Yeah, I, yeah, you're right. I did. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. The old point and click. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, see, I don't even mind that because I did like no, Torchlight I know. too. I just I don't know. It's, I I don't I don't get it. For well, sixty bucks, I think yeah. yeah, Corey's right. The they they just made it 
it was the game built around the auction house. They had the auction house first. It's not even and good. built the game to go around it. And I never used that. That was not any entry, any interest of mine. And people are just getting ripped off from it. So yeah, you gotta if you're interested in in that whole situation, and if you if you disagree with with my take on it and want to see it, see my perspective of it. Uh, most of where I get that from is from William Usher on Cinema Blend, uh, Gaming Blend. Mm-hmm. So just Google William Usher Gaming Blend Diablo Three, and mm-hmm. and he he's really the only person that covered uh, that that aspect that story, of it. and he's still writing articles about it. Good, um, good kind because of, kind of exposing them for for what they were really aiming yeah. for. That's good because Blizzard is like it, Blizzard is like critically acclaimed everywhere. Like yeah. everyone just drools all over everything they do. And, yeah. I think I think Diablo three was a turd. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so another steamy turd. <laughs> yeah. We gotta have a steamy turd award or something. I think we just did. Yeah. Did. <laughs> Turns out the, the problem with steamy turds is yeah that probably would be my steamy turd is I didn't play a lot of the steamy turds. Well yeah, yeah. that's the other thing that we, we run into we, as consumers. We right. don't buy games that we're not gonna like. Right, so. exactly. We don't. I don't play a lot of stuff that I don't like yeah. anyway. Like, my biggest disappointment was a game that was actually okay. Right, exactly. I mean? Exactly. Um, a best under the influence. <laughs> Corey, why don't you get a start with that? I That's believe this category. was my category. That was your category. I, this is, uh, I figured. Uh, no matter what your influence of choice is, I had Botanicula. Uh, I could see under the that. influence game because when I played it, I was sloppy drunk, <laughs> <laughs> and when I talked about it, I was, I was sloppy gonna say, drunk. I was gonna say. Uh, how other, was, how was it sloppy drunk though? It's it was fun because you know everything it makes all a weird makes little a little noise. funny noise yeah. and you know it, it's it, a lot of a lot of under the influence games is like art style and sounds and stuff like yeah. that because you're not visually you know. Everything's a little distorted, and there's nothing reflexes that you have to worry right, about. Right, and that's that what game. I liked about it: is point and click, point and click. Um, but my other under the influence game, and this would probably make uh, past year's list too, is NHL 13. Mm-hmm. I like getting drunk and playing NHL. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but my winner uh, is Journey. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, Journey's a great game. Uh, and speaking of art style. Fantastic art style. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the the ways they bring you th- through the world in certain points is, is really kind of cool and, and trippy, uh, especially when you're sliding down the sand at full speed. Oh, and yeah. and uh, once you get towards the end of the game and you're up in the, like, it looks like waterfalls, but it's really sand that's pouring, isn't it? Or is there both? There's waterfalls and there's, like, sand yeah, falls. I don't even know how to explain it. But the music gets really cool yeah. and you're flying all over the place. And I, uh, I can... Uh... <laughs> That's I didn't. Winner. I didn't play that. That's my pick too. But I didn't mm-hmm. play it under the influence. But I can just imagine had I played it under the influence you or should, whatever. You should replay it. Under I should the replay it. Um, God, like the part where towards the end, you guys like struggling to get up the snow mountain. Oh yeah. If I had been under the influence, <laughs> I'd have just been like, "Whoa, <laughs> he's That's gonna die." So man. deep. Yeah. <laughs> What does it mean, man? What does this all mean? Okay. <laughs> no, yeah, Journey for sure. All right, well, most like uh, game best under influence of Mountain Dew for you. <laughs> oh, I have my, I didn't even go. Like, I've never consumed any alcohol or a drug, so I kind of went off the basis of what you guys have said in the past Okay. for that. And I had my first runner-up was NHL 13, which Corey said. My next one was Halo 4, and I picked that because 
Eric told a story about a little, I think it was last episode, about Justin. Justin? I, I almost yeah. picked Halo 4 because of that. Be- I actually had Halo 4 written down here until Corey said Journey, I was going to pick Halo 4. <laughs> he was, you were talking about how Justin got in the back of the Warthog and was just oh. having the time of his well, life. Well, the, the part that was great about it was that he was getting. He told us that he had a bottle of Jameson, and he was getting progressively. Dr- were you playing, Dave? Yeah, oh yeah. He was getting progressively more drunk as we were playing, and like by the end of our night of playing, he was shit faced, and uh, we could only like get giggles out of him, and yeah. then he just like burst out laughing, <laughs> and we'd like ask him questions, and he wouldn't answer anything. Like he'd be dead silent, and all of a sudden he just burst out laughing, and like he <laughs> got in the warthog and just couldn't have been having a better time. Oh, oh for seventeen is last oh, match. Oh for seventeen, but God, did he have a good game. time? <laughs> That's, but uh, my winner is Journey. Mm-hmm. I just figured that that's a trippy game. Trippy. So trippy is a good to word to say the least. So yeah, that's why I picked it. Uh, I just before we get too far off what we were just talking about, I can see why why booze would improve Halo and NHL because it kind of takes the edge it off takes a little the bit. Edge right off, and you, you it? care a little bit less, so maybe your heart rate doesn't jump like it normally would in a, in a Halo or an NHL. Probably work for FIFA, too. Yeah. You just care a little bit less, so, I mean, you don't... Losing doesn't get to you like it would. Yeah. Okay. Otherwise. Um, for me, best on the influence, and I haven't played games under the influence in quite a while. Me either. Uh, like, bo- at boozing. Um, but I did pick Halo 4 online for my runner-up, because I spent quite a bit of time playing Halo 3 booze- while boozing. And that was a blast, let me tell you. And you're right, it does calm your... You get to a certain point where your heart rate's calm down a little bit and you're not as jittery, so you are better for a little bit, but as you keep going, you, gotta you have get that worse. Happy medium. Yeah, it's got to be a happy medium. Yeah. It's um, That just wh- goes back to beer pong. Yeah, exactly. Well, I don't know, at, uh, at our friend's um, St. Patrick's Day party, Oh, remember when I was Baylor barely able to stand up and I was still hitting cups? Yeah, well, that's beer pong though, man. And it was last cup. It was last cups too. You can be shitty drunk and still hit that beer pong cup. What What's it at when you're at like at a party and you're like that kind of drunk where you're just on your game? What's Flow. that called? No, it has a name. <laughs> Swag. I feel like I don't know. Not doesn't matter. Um, but my my <laughs> best game. We can invent a word. We could. Shall we? Not right now. Thumbstick athletes. Your TSA. Your TSAing. <laughs> Most people will think that's the Travel Safety Administration or agency or whatever. No, it's just thumbstick athletes. Right. Uh, but for my favorite game, Best Art Influence, like I said, I haven't played any games under the influence, but it would be Guild Wars 2 because I played <laughs> a ton of EverQuest 2 under the influence. And uh, playing an MMORPG fun, is fun when, you're, when you've been drinking. Because, I'll buy it. Because communicating is by typing, and it's hard to type when you've been drinking heavily. <laughs> I can just imagine. And, and the people that you're in a group with or around know you're drunk, too, which is even more funny. So I'm more social when I'm drunk, too. Like no, Normally when I play in an MMORPG, I'm not really interested in socializing with people I don't know, like right. groups I'm in and stuff. But if I'm drunk, you know, I'm more likely to chat, be chatty. Chat or make jokes. Yeah, or yeah. do something stupid. Yep, that, too. <laughs> All right, uh... Game from 2012, you are least likely to play. This was fun because there were so many that yeah. I didn't play that I could say. But I think I got I'll, some winners. I'll let you go first. Oh, okay. Um, Lollipop Chainsaw for any any of the any of the consoles. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it came out for Xbox and PS3. Yep. I don't know about Wii. Uh, just silly. Just silly. Do you, any of you guys have any desire to play that game? Nope. No, not really. I thought about it. 
I just, I don't know. I looked at it and uh, I didn't get it. I don't know. I think it's supposed to be like a campy video game. Yeah, definitely. Uh, over the top, kind of uh, self-reflexive. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just, I don't know. I Whatever. Uh, other runner-up, Lego Harry Potter Years 5 to 7 on the Vita. Ooh. Uh, because, I'll, first of all, I'll never get a Vita. So pretty much any game was good there. And the other one is I don't really care about Harry Potter, uh, nor would I invest the $50 or whatever it is Ugh. for Lego Harry Potter Years <laughs> 5 to 7. I had Vita. Lego Harry Potter Years 1 through whatever the fuck, and I only bought that because of my ex-wife. And now she's gone because <laughs> of it. <laughs> you blame Lego Harry I Potter. I blame Lego Harry Potter for for everything that happened in my past relationship. Okay, I, I like that. Wasn't that the impetus behind my cooking mama? Yeah. What was that episode for? Oh my god, I can't remember. But that was the reason why you picked you hated cooking mama. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> An innocent casualty. The straw that broke the camel's back. The innocent casualty of of our lives. Yeah, cooking. What mama. the hell did that game do to us? Nothing. <laughs> it's fun to pin the blame on it. Though. Right up there with there, Planet Horse. There was an article about <laughs> about that on Kotaku. What game was it? Was it Diablo? It was Diablo three. Yeah, yeah. I read that because uh, it was actually kind of interesting because she used. There were certain things that happened when she was playing Diablo 3 with her husband that made her realize yeah. he wasn't the one for her. Yeah. Like, he let her die or something like yeah. that. But to me, that's, like, that's stupid. Well, that's, that's what everyone said. Yeah. And everyone said that very not nicely in yeah, the comments. Yeah, like, you can look back at anything and say, well, here's this. And she, I think she said, I didn't know it at the time, but looking back, I know it's because we weren't meant to be that he let me die. It's like... No, no problem. He's no, my, you're just a raging bitch, yeah. it sounds like to me. I mean, if I broke up with my girlfriend, I could, or she broke up with me or whatever, I could probably look back and find, like, oh, she didn't make me a sandwich that one day because... And you'd be completely right. Because <laughs> we weren't meant to be. Yeah. I don't know. It seemed a little bit silly, but... Okay. I, I give her credit for... Uh, Nothing. No, I don't give her any credit. Yeah, okay. uh, my winner, though, least likely to pit, play 2012... Xbox 360 game, an exclusive, Connect Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Uh, phew, uh, pe- I don't know very many people that have a Connect, and if they do, they don't use it. I'll never get one. It's a great uh, mic. <laughs> great microphone. Not even really, because you can hear the TV in it. Yeah, well, it's great for the person that has the Connect. Yeah, exactly, so they don't have to have a headset. playing with, it's super annoying. Yeah. <laughs> so. yep. So that's that's my my winner. Connect Star Wars. I I honestly think I'd play that after I played Lego Harry Potter Years Five to Seven. On okay, Vita. that would come first before I touch Connect Star Wars. All right. You don't like the dancing Han Solo? Yeah, you can, and you know what? When I was doing this list, uh, I was looking through the games, and I was just out of curiosity, I uh, was reading through some of the Connect Star Wars things, and they were talking. There's a dancing. Yeah. What? What? Ooh. Luckily, this was pre-Disney acquisition, so we can blame LucasArts for that one. Oy vey. Well, I guess... You I, could blame George Lucas I guess, one. you know, they were kind of going, like, what has the Kinect been able to do well in, in dancing. dance? Dancing is one of the... Is dance Central? Yeah, I don't know. Whatever it is, uh, that did it pretty well. Yeah. So maybe they looked at that and said, well, this game really blows, but we can get Han Solo to dance, and maybe somebody will find something to like about it. Uh-huh. I thought it was horrible. 
It was blasphemy is what it was. So you did that? You did the Han Solo dancing? No, I saw a video oh, okay. of it on the, the internet, yeah. the interwebs. It was blasphemy. <laughs> it really was. All right, Will. Um, 2012, least likely to play. For my runner-up, or runners-up, my first one is JoJo's Bizarre Adventure HD. My next one is NBA Baller Beats. <laughs> and my w- winner is Code of Princess. Okay. Was that like an RPG, though? I don't know. I know what I'm getting, Will, for next Christmas. Baller Beats. And Code of Princess. <laughs> and Baller Beats. The three-pack. JoJo. Bizarre Adventure HD. <laughs> I heard they're putting that into a triple pack. That'd be great. That would be what hilarious. If, what if they did... Uh, the Thummies triple packs. Oh, <laughs> that's a great idea. We get a little cross promotion going. I like it. Crappy games and thumbstick athletes. <laughs> that's a great idea. I'd have to play them. All right, my 2012 least likely to play. Uh, I put Call of Duty Black Ops 2 as a runner up. Good call. Um, I'm not likely to play it. Even though I do want to play the campaign, I probably just won't. I have other <laughs> games I want to play really bad. Um, so that that's probably one that I'm going to miss. But I put Resident Evil 6. Um, as my least huh. likely to play from 2012, uh, I, the Resident Evil franchise is pretty much dead to me. Um, they've gone the way of action instead of survival horror, which is the way a lot of games are going, and they didn't do it very well from what I hear. Um, I heard there's a little redemption in the co-op <clears throat> version of it, but um, if I'm strange enough to get it, I wouldn't want one of you guys to get it too, to have to play co-op with me, so... Resident Evil 6, I will never touch, pretty much. Um, What was the one you said before that? Call of Duty. Oh, yeah. I I just wanted to say, Call of Duty was the first thing that jumped into my head. Um, But I just feel like I will play the campaign at some point. I feel like I need to sit down one day and just play all the Call of Duty campaigns. Yeah, Hammer Mountain one afternoon. (laughs) Throw that together in 10, 12 hours. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Play them simultaneously. Like I said, I do want to play through the campaign. I just probably won't. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. Eric, 2012, uh, least likely to play. I also picked Resident Evil 6, Okay, actually, because I was kind of excited for that game. Uh, that was going to be one that I was definitely going to get, and then all the reviews were saying how shitty it was, and I was like, well, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> now I, I don't want to play it at all, and I'm kind of mad at it. Yeah. You know, Mad, even though you didn't end up... Spe- well, imagine no. if you had bought it. Oh, God, I'd have been pissed. Right. Oof. But yeah, I didn't end up buying it, and I'm, I'm mad that it sucks so bad. Yeah, it's too bad. It was a good so. franchise back in the mm-hmm. day. All right. Uh, best new IP. We're getting down to the nitty-gritty here. Uh, Eric, best new IP. Ooh, I picked Journey. Journey. Yes. Ooh, nice. uh, I thought Journey was fantastic. One of the best games I've ever played. Um, you know, even though it's very short, uh, still, I thought it was just fucking awesome. And I would like to go back and play it under the influence, Dan. Uh-huh. We've talked about it. Uh, God, it just made me think about life. Word. And video games don't often do that. Right. So I thought it was really great. Okay. Best new IP. Yeah. Journey. Well, best new IP. Uh, my runners-up are The Secret World, which is an MMR- MMORPG. I recommend that to some people. Mm-hmm. Anybody, really. It's a lot of fun. Uh, next is Dishonored, which it's a new game. Good entry into the series, I think. There's definitely going to be a series. I said that this, the second one will probably be a lot better, I yeah. feel like. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Bethesda, man. It's a solid start. It was it was good, not great. I don't think it was deserving of nines and nine point fives and tens, but I mean it was it was good. But my winner is Call of Duty Black Ops Two. 
Wow. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Kingdoms of Amalur okay. is my winner. That's a good pick. Um, it was an extremely solid game. You know, it had a great world, and the fighting was really cool, and it had the reckoning mode, which is really cool for yeah. the the type of game it was. And it was a ton of fun. I enjoyed just exploring the world and collecting, like, the lore stones or whatever they were. Uh-huh. To oh, hear that about was the, awesome. To hear about the world, which, because it's a new game, and um, they got brought in a writer to do the the lore behind R- it. R.A. Salvatore. So, yeah. I mean, I thought it was great, and it's sad to see that 38 Studios didn't handle their yeah, situation I think, too well. I think someone's going to end up buying those. those The rights to it? Yeah, the whatevers. Kurt Schilling couldn't get the get the save, or how whatever pitching analogy you want to use. No, I couldn't get couldn't the save. Stri- couldn't <laughs> strike out the side? <laughs> no. Fucking uh, piece of apparently shit. Apparently he lost his fortune, that's what I'm, I've been hearing. <laughs> that's what I heard, Good. too. You know what? Fuck him. He's been a prick his whole life. He can fuck off. <laughs> yeah. But Eric. Yeah, he, and, uh, it was his second bloody sock. I was just going to say, he pitched with the bloody sock, Eric. So to speak. Oh, that's right. I totally forgot so, about the bloody so, sock. And so, so brave. Wow. The cur- what a real American hero. <laughs> the courage on him. You did it, Kurt. I still say it was fake. You know, wow. it probably was fake, Dan. And a city like Boston would definitely do that. It was ketchup. Rega- regardless of whether it was fake or not, it was a spot the size of a quarter on the back of his and sock. Like, come on. And they kept showing it. It was disgusting. Low-class, low-rent city. Joe Buck was going crazy over it. Joe Buck probably still has a picture of it above his bed, and he whacks off to it every (laughs) night. Do you know what the funniest part is? Red Sox fans think he favors the Yankees. That's such complete bullshit. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's pretty far out there. There's just some things that there's no possible way you could ever rationalize it. That's one of them. Well, stupid people try to do it. Well, people from Boston. Yes. <laughs> I, I'll never forget the Twitter trend. It was when Joe Buck was doing a game when he was really sick, and then like the R.I.P. Joe Buck was trending, and everybody was just talking so much crap about him. It was so funny. He's the worst. He is He's bad. He's just he, the worst. I was pleasantly surprised when not last week, but the week before, the Giants game was announced by Kenny Albert and Tom Brenneman. Nice. It was, nice. It was like I like Kenny Albert and Tom Brenneman. You know, they're good announcers, and because the Giants always seem to have Joe Buck, I don't know if it's because. You know they won the Super Bowl last year, so they're br- they're bringing in people. I don't know, but they always seem to have Joe Buck, and it drives me nuts. And whenever the Giants like win, Joe <clears throat> Buck is silent. Like after the Super Bowl in um, last year, he was just dead silent. He's like, "Well, the Giants win again." That's because him and Troy Aikman are playing tummy sticks <laughs> while they look at Kurt Schilling's sock. Um, oh, actually, I I just want to say I listen to sports talk radio. There's a guy that, if any listeners are interested in sports talk radio, I really like. His name's Mike North. Mm-hmm. I think he's from Chicago. He's got that accent. Okay. And he's just as real as they come, man. I fucking love that guy. He's probably my favorite like sports broadcaster. Well, I'll, look, I'll look him up. Check him out, man. All right. He's great. Will do. i just love to have a beer with him. Okay. You know? One of those guys. Yep. Those oh, guys. God, yeah. Have a beer and watch a game. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I'd love to do that. I like that. All right, Corey, best new IP. Best new IP, uh, I've got two runner-ups, PlayStation All-Stars, All-Stars Battle Royale. Again, I only played about 10 minutes worth at Target. Uh, however, I see a lot of potential <laughs> in the series, and I keep going back to my... I know I've kind of been on an anti-Nintendo tirade. I went on one at work the other day. <laughs> this, this, these last few months. Uh, I, I, I honestly think they can make better versions of the nintendo games that people love and i go back to rayman origins for you know against the mario series still haven't played little big planet karting but that was on my christmas list um what was the other one 
well, this one, I guess, would be, you know, the, the Smash Brothers uh, battle. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll end there. But the other one is uh, Sleeping Dogs. Oh, yeah. Which is a little bit questionable because it was a uh, sequel to, it was supposed to be a, what was the game? True Crime? Yeah. I thought it was, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but they ended up changing it. So it is still new IP, new new intellectual property. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, good, and, and one of the things I liked most about it was the story um, relative to Grand Theft Auto or something like that is what made the game better, in right. my opinion. Uh, but my winner was also Kingdoms of, of Amalur Reckoning. Did a lot of great things. Uh, the world was very interesting. Uh, we can go back to Kurt Colorful. Schilling's Bloody Sock. Uh, <laughs> but we, don't, we just did that. But yeah, colorful, fun, a lot of great stuff with the combat. Um, and they, again, they fleshed out such a huge world. It'd be a shame to not see more. Oh, dude, the game was awesome. Yeah, it really was. And I remember when it came out, how much we we loved it. Mm-hmm. And I remember saying, if it came out last year, it might have been my game of the year last year. Yeah. Uh, this year was tough because there were a lot of <clears throat> different kinds of games that uh, I kind of I put ahead of of Amalur. Mm-hmm. Um, that, I don't know. Scapegoat. If, if yeah, a scapegoat. If Amalur came out a little bit like in the fall, do you guys think it would be up on your lists anywhere a little bit more than maybe this, this year? Best new IP. Probably. I think so too. If it had come out last year for me, it probably would have been probably would have been my best new IP. Yeah. Last year, it might have been. It would have been close to my game of the year too, because my game of the year was Gears. Yeah. Which is a really good game, but. Um, I'm more inclined to pick something like Kingdoms of Amalur. I still want to return to it because I haven't beaten it. Yeah, yeah, me either. I'm pretty close. I think I'm kind of close too. I was the only one that beat it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Amalur. All right, uh, my best new IP, I picked Dishonored for runner-up. Uh, I know I picked that as biggest disappointment too, but I think they have a solid foundation for more games. Um, really the thing I th- think that made me this disappointed in the most was how structured it felt i felt like they kind of sold it as being more open world than it actually was so i was a little disappointed to be confined a little bit um but that being said uh, i did like the world i I like the setting a lot i think they 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 set it up to have a few more games um in the city of dunwall and i i think it's a cool uh cool setting for a game so i i do think like eric that the second one will probably be better than the first one at least i'm hoping anyway so you know the worst thing about best new IPs, though, is they eventually become franchises. Yeah, I know. And then it's sad. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> it you know? is sad. It's a weird it's world little, we live in. It's course. a weird little cycle, with the exception of Journey. Especially yeah. when it's a whipping boy uh, franchise, like a lot of them are. Although that, Dash Cow. Um, that game company has moved on <clears throat> from Sony. They're the ones that made Journey. Uh, Ooh, they had a, they had a, they'll make PC. They stuff. had a three-game contract, and it was Flow, Flower, and Journey. Flow? Yeah. Flower yeah, and Journey. Uh, now they've moved on. So maybe Sony, now that they have, they still own it, will contract somebody to make Journey 2. I'd leave it the fuck alone. So would I, but yeah, we're talking would. about a giant corporation. Yeah. I don't know. That maybe, would suck. Maybe that game company will make PC games now, though. That'd be awesome. I hope that I'm, I'd really hate to see that happen to them. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'd probably be able to play them. Yeah, probably. I won't, though. Graphically, Journey, you know, yeah, they could put that on a pc probably i just can't bring myself to using my play my pc mm. i don't know it's weird well laptop i don't, I don't get it laptop e- even so i don't yeah. know i still don't think i would all right my but my best new ip is dragon's dogma nice. love ah, dragon's dogma yeah. 
Uh, I think they have a good start for a, a franchise there. And I, and I have heard that they are going to make another, at least Dragon's Dogma 2. So. Sure. Well, it's, it did pretty well. I mean, it, it, they base it all on sales, what they're going to make. But Yeah. Yeah, I don't think Capcom was expecting that much from it, but it did. You know, it was it was kind of a sleeper hit a little bit because not that much was known about it, but it got generally good reviews. Um, and I really liked it, especially the battles. And um, it was another one of those games where nighttime, it was really dark and hard to see and dangerous at night. Mm-hmm. So you had to be really careful to try and get back to the city or hole up in a safe spot where you could protect yourself overnight. And I thought that was a really cool thing in the game that not a lot of other games have done. Mm-hmm. And and so, the multiplayer thing too. The multiplayer you, thing is really interesting. I've never really seen anything like that. And, um, and you gotta really you gotta give them credit because I feel like there's so much more that games can do with multiplayer that yeah. they're just not. Yeah, it's all yeah, creative reason. creative stuff, right? Yeah. And, like and Dark Souls and Journey and, and yeah. Dragon's, Dragon's Dogma. Dogma was really creative. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I agree. Yeah. There's there's a lot more you can do with it, especially with the way everything's interconnected nowadays. You know, before you couldn't get away with that, but you know, I think. I don't know if the competitive multiplayer game type is getting might be getting a little tired. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, so I think something like that is is very interesting. Um, yeah, in, in a in a best new right. IP. Agreed. So, agreed. All right, game of the year. Ooh. Ooh, do we want to go around and do runner ups? Yeah, then... we'll go around and do runner ups. Um, I'll start with my my runner up is Guild Wars Two. Um, Love Guild Wars 2. However, I am very partial to MMORPGs at the same time. I really like Star Wars The Old Republic. Um, I really like what was I really liked EverQuest 2. Um, you even liked uh, Terra, the Secret World. Did you play Terra? I didn't play Terra. I liked the Secret World. I, well, I played the Terra demo, and I oh. didn't like that. I liked oh, okay. the Secret World. I could have bought that. Um, I even liked ones like Tabula Rasa, which was not a very popular one. Um, so I, I am very partial to MMORPGs, which is why it wasn't my game of the year. But it was very close. Did you feel guilty that it wasn't your game of the year? That's why no. I won so many other. Categories? No, because because to me it was not the best game that came out this year. Okay, I don't think. Okay, as I said, I'm very partial to MMORPGs. I wanted to give it some awards. That's why I've, it's in a lot of my other categories yeah. because it's deserving of a lot of awards. But I just can't can't bring myself to pick it for game of the year. So that's my runner up. Cool, Corey. Runner uh, up. My runner up, third place runner up. Well, third place overall would be Halo 4. Uh, I've talked about it a few times, and as much as that game pisses me off, it was a lot of fun. Uh, And I, you know, I looked forward to going home and playing it every day after work. Uh, Not many games do that anymore, and there's not many games I can just... I'm so happy to hear you say that, Corey. My, like, my... The reason I still play games is because I'm searching for that little bit of my youth where I could just sit and zone out and, and play in Jared's games. basement? Yeah, and just play games forever and just get lost in whatever world it happens to be. And very few games do that for me anymore. Uh, and there were a lot of games that should have done that but just didn't for me this year. Uh, I mean, like Assassin's Creed and, like, Hitman was it was good, but, you know, uh, lots of them. You need immersion. Yeah, even, yeah. like, Borderlands. Like, it just they didn't do it for me. And, and Halo really did... Uh, Briefly, I, I kicked that habit though after our, our <laughs> Halo party debacle. Our Sorry, Halo debacle. That's all right because uh, I grew up that day. I grew up a little bit that day. I, I became less that day. <laughs> <laughs> um, became less of a man. Yeah. But just to you know, from from a uh, what's the word I'm looking for from from a production standpoint, you know, three four three 
didn't screw the pooch, uh, which I think a lot of people were thinking they were. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people will say it was just it was just Bungie's formula, but I don't really think it was. Will and I were listening to a podcast on the way over, and they brought up how three four three humanized Master Chief. Yeah, more so than Bungie yeah. ever came close to doing, and mm-hmm. they said the story in Halo Three was far superior to anything Bungie did. Um, Halo Four, you mean? Yeah. Okay. What did I say? Three, three. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and in 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 a lot of people argued, well, you know, gameplay wise, it wasn't that different, and, th- and there was some stuff in gameplay, but if you're talking about the game overall, to me, story is such a huge aspect of it. Yeah, I agree. That you can't discount that as uh, improvement in in a game. Mm-hmm. So definitely Halo, Halo Four. Uh, yeah, is is a good game. Okay, that was, was that's runner up. Are we? Yeah, you said it was your third runner up, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, third game overall. I, I only have three on my list. I have two runner ups and a. I've got three runner ups. I've got. Do you want me to list them all? Well, right yeah, now? just do all your runner ups now. Okay, uh, my other runner up, and it was tough <laughs> because I wanted it to be my game of the year, but. Uh, I finally settled on my game of the year, and I'm going with Faster Than Light as my runner-up. Mm-hmm. Uh, fantastic game. And and there's not much to say about it because it is kind of a simple experience, uh, but you can get, a, you know, a 20, 30 hours out of it by just replaying. It does the old old-fashioned almost like level style where you get to a certain point, and if you die, you've got to start all over again and do mm-hmm. it again. But it, each experience and playthrough is so different that you don't mind in – Every time you die, like, you learn a little bit about, you know, what not to do or what to do right. the next time or, you know, how to have the most effective crew. And a lot of it is still luck because it's it's randomized. You don't know what's going to happen. I still haven't beaten it. Uh, I've gotten to the final boss on, on normal difficulty a few times. Haven't beaten it. But each time you go through, uh, you're, you're, you know, there's a chance you'll unlock a new ship or, you know, a new upgrade to your ship or whatever. So it's a lot of fun. Uh and it's an indie game, totally different experience than anything we've ever had before. I wouldn't call it an IP because there's really no story. There's nothing. There's nothing intellectual about it right. other than you know the gameplay, which is, in my opinion, IP. But yeah, faster than light. Okay. Eric, runners up. Um, let's see. My my first or third runner up, I guess it would be would be XCOM. Mm-hmm. Um, I. Like I said before, I'll, I've talked about XCOM a lot, but I really, really thought that was a great game for turn-based. I loved uh, the progression of the characters and that the, the permadeath was awesome and the Wall of Remembrance was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really blows when your soldiers die, so oh. you got to be really careful, yeah. which I like a lot. Yeah. Um, and I did the review card for it, and like I said, the, there was only a few minor things that I was be- reaching for right. that I didn't like about it. So. Right. Um, yeah, that would be my, my third runner-up. My second runner-up would be Halo 4. Um, I didn't play any of the campaign, so I can't really comment on that. Me neither. <laughs> yeah. So is this based solely off of the fun I've had on multiplayer? The multiplayer is that good to receive Game of the Year recognition for me. Um, the maps are fantastic. The graphics, like we said, are just unbelievably good. Um, the game types are great. I honestly have no complaints. Smooth as silk multiplayer. Oh, I've never, I never had any lag. I had some lag here and Did there, you? but I, I mean, that's any. we have shitty internet around the, here too. The only time I ran into it was when someone got kicked from the match, and then the game didn't lag, but it would uh-huh. stop in the middle and kind of restart. Uh-huh. Um, 
when when someone was getting kicked. I never experienced any lag okay. on on my end anyway. I had some lag, but I mean that's just part of online gaming, so right. I, I don't ever take that into consideration. But yeah, Halo Four, fantastic. If you if you're into online, if you haven't played it, mm-hmm. definitely should. Uh, my first runner up is Journey. I I really really wanted to pick Journey as my game of the year, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I listened to our what episode was that? I don't know. I talked what, about what Journey. What we missed? In, is it? Yeah, it was our what we missed episode. If you want to hear my thoughts on Journey, I'm not going to go into it again. But really awesome, just such a great looking game, mm-hmm. and just really did things for me that no other video game had. So, mm-hmm. um, or yeah. person. Or, <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's it for my runners up. All right, well, runners up. Third place for me is Torchlight Two, and uh, Torchlight Two was a twenty dollars game, and it did everything a sixty dollars game Diablo better. Yeah, by far. I'm on a big hate Diablo. I'm hating Diablo Three and everything right now. I'm in that that swing of things. You're trolling Diablo Three. I basically am, and Torchlight Two did everything far better. Yeah, it was way more fun game. You know, it's the loot loot collecting game but you know there was much more to it there's character builds there was you know fishing there added pvp there's mods there's all sorts of stuff to that game yeah ability to mod anyway i'm sure there's mods out now for it and they're like they encourage you runic games encourages people to mod it for fun and if you mod in diablo 3 you get like banned yeah well one of the things i liked about it too was that it kind of rewards you for exploring by giving you cool little easter eggs or Mm -hmm. secret secret worlds that you could go into yeah you know just just for exploring you know that was that was a cool thing about it too. Yeah, that that was a phenomenal game. Yeah. Second place for me is the Walking Dead game. I know. Thank God you didn't. I pick know. That. I figured you guys figured I was gonna you know pick it for my game of the year, but I settled for second place for it. Um, you know everything that I said for the biggest surprise. You know it was a great game. I loved the, you know the very good story, the episodic gameplay, built suspense between episodes, and you know the decisions you had to make and you had to make them some of them like were quick decisions and you didn't have a lot of time to think about it. like in mass effect you don't have a lot you have unlimited time to make a decision on something uh-huh. and this like it, you're timed and you know you got to pick something yeah and, and sometimes that leads you to doing things you might not do right? silence is a valid response and you can be silent if you want but i like that yeah yeah but yeah it's, it's i think it's a phenomenal game uh-huh. okay so that that was your oh that was your second, second place okay, yeah. all right now for our game of the games games of the year thummy awards for game of the year, <laughs> Eric why don't you get us started? Well mine is uh, FIFA thirteen okay which I thought you might go that route yeah I didn't I really thought I was gonna pick Journey the past few weeks but game time decision yeah yeah I don't know man it's tough for me to not pick FIFA because I play it constantly. Like I told Dan, I got Far Cry 3, and I had every intention the other day of sitting down and playing it for like most of the day. I turned my Xbox on, and I saw that FIFA was in there. I said, eh, let me get a couple games in before I start Far Cry. So I played a couple games. I put Far Cry in. I got an hour and a half, two hours. I was like, I need to throw FIFA back in there, you know? <laughs> And that's what it, it's how it always is when I turn my Xbox on. I'm I will always be playing FIFA, and I love that fucking game so much. Uh-huh. It the the competitiveness in in head to head seasons mode is just out of this world. Yeah, like I 
scream at the top of my lungs. Like, if I score a, a 90th minute goal, and they seem to happen a lot, which is great. Mm-hmm. Man, that last minute goal, there's just no feeling like it. Unless right. you're actually playing it. Right, 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 right. As close as I'll get. Right, right, right. <laughs> but, oh, God, and it's really brought me um, to know a lot more of the players in real life, which I like a lot because, you know, it's a, it based in England, so, well, all over the world, but the, the biggest league's in England, and I don't know a lot of the players. I do now, but I didn't before. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I don't know, everything about the game, all the new modes they added, the skill games are fucking awesome. I literally, the other night, I unlocked... Um, I think it was, I did bronze level, silver level, gold level of the shooting skill game, and it takes you to advanced mode, and you have to score like 40,000 points to get to expert level in it. Uh-huh. I unlocked that the other night, and I'm sitting there playing, and I, I was like, all right, this is my last one. Just trying to get as many points as possible. I think the highest I got was like 17,000, huh. and you need 40,000. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm just keep playing. I'm like, yeah, one more. Next thing I know, it's fucking two thirty in the morning. Oh, yeah. I just kept playing it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you gotta love that kind of it's game. It's a fucking skill game. Like, right? It's not even a big part of the game. Right. And I could play it for hours. Yeah. And that's that's one of like ten skill games. Right. You know what I mean? So I mean, there's that. There's a pro clubs that I play that gives me the the online with the friends. If you want to do that, mm-hmm. um, there's the uh, the game day fixtures that sets up your favorite team and the the next four games they have and and the commentary goes based off where they actually stand and the real standings and it updates i played the other day online and it, the the announcer said merry christmas to everyone like oh, i played wow. on christmas day and yeah. he said merry have a merry christmas <laughs> you know and, and they update it constantly the ultimate team there's just so many game modes and they're all fucking awesome every game mode is great uh-huh. i i didn't see any way i couldn't pick fifa all right fifa so. FIFA 13 gets Eric's thumb oh, for game of the year. God, yeah. Okay. Very nice. Uh, I'll go next. My game of the year. This probably won't be a surprise to you guys. I've been talking about this game for a while, and my game of the year is Borderlands 2. Uh, it was a, it was a thank you, thank you, Borderlands. It was a it was a toss up between this and Guild Wars. It really was, but I really felt like Borderlands 2 was a better game. Um, I I know there's a handful of bugs that people were experiencing, but I did not come across a single bug in my 50 hours playing it um and my 50 hours playing it didn't seem like 50 hours playing it um i still have some more stuff to do even though i spent 50 hours playing i i didn't do all the side missions like i usually like to um because i wanted to get to the ending to be able to give it a good review or a, a full review when when the time came um yeah borderlands 2 great game uh i really don't have any complaints about borderlands 2 i know some people have complained too about uh not having enough ammunition, I never really ran into that. I guess if you don't open boxes all the time, you could run out of ammunition, but I open every single little thing I come across mm-hmm. uh, to refill my ammunition. Plus, be a better shot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I, I did do a lot of sniping in it. Um, Yeah, it improved in every way upon the first Borderlands. Uh, better story. Um, I think there was more difference between the characters, especially, uh, <coughs> excuse me, the different... Uh, the different builds you could do, um, that's always a nice thing. And then they added a free DLC character if you pre-ordered the game a little bit later. I thought that was awesome. Uh, the one ex- the one DLC pack I played, the Captain Scarlet and her Pirate's Booty, was also a really good expansion for it, mm-hmm. or DLC. Um, yeah, I loved every every minute and everything about Borderlands 2, and it's definitely the, the best game I played this year uh, by far. 
like I said, even more so than Guild Wars. Nice. As much as I play that, um, Borderlands 2 was a better game. So that is my game of the year. Will, what do you got for us? Mine I've been debating for probably a month trying to figure it out, and I feel like you guys are going to give me crap for it. But my game of the year is Mass Effect 3. Mm-hmm. I think anybody's going to give you crap for that. No. Really? Not at all. I figured you guys would. No. No. It was a okay. great game. Well, because of the whole ending situation. No, it doesn't take away from the fact that okay. it was a great game. So I picked this game because it's the final game of Shepard, you know, following Commander Shepard. So that's kind of a big deal. And uh, I loved the feeling of the Reaper threat, you know, looming around you for the first two games. And, you know, you're preparing for that. And in Mass Effect 3, you have to pretty much yourself round everybody up and, you know, have a big galactic alliance and try and fight off the Reapers. And I thought that was really awesome. Um, I think Mass Effect has the best characters for a 360, you know, PS3 game. There's so many cool characters, you know, mm-hmm. and it was very emotional to see how what happened to some of the Mass Effect 2 characters, like Borden and Thane, like what happened to them. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. It's just like, such a fun game, and I love Mass Effect. It had a great multiplayer, too, considering yeah. that yes, it did. <laughs> I thought they were just going to tack it on, but it was actually pretty, pretty fun. fun. I, I liked it. It was really good. And the coolest thing to me about Mass Effect 3 is actually the ending. The makers said that they wanted to make a game that people will talk about for a long, long time. And Mass Effect 3 ending is something that will be talked about for a long, long time until yeah. they, unless they do the DLC thing where, you know, they expand upon the ending with the indoctrination theory, whatever. I can't name a game that there's so many theories going around on how you interpret the ending. There's not many of them. No. There's only a handful of games that you can say it, you're still talking about the ending yeah. about what it meant. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so cool that Mass Effect 3 had that. Yeah. I mean, I'm on the side of indoctrination theory, and if they come out with a DLC that says, hey, it was the indoctrination theory, here's the actual ending, I mean, I will like that, but just people talking about the ending, and, you know, I just think that's so cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what you need to do is, if you, what you do is you play Mass Effect 3, and if you don't like the ending, then you play Journey, and then you'll, you'll like the ending for Mass Effect 3. Oh. Okay. I don't Journey's it. the real ending for Mass Effect 3. Oh. oh. All right. I, I was going to say Journey's one you could get into, too. Yeah. No, Journey's the real ending for Mass Effect Sink your teeth in, too. Uh, no, but I just wanted to say that anytime a, a game that you play spills over in, into, you know, your everyday life, and Will was saying, like, with the conversation that Mass Effect 3's ending spurred, that's great. Yeah. You know, because people just sit around and talk about it. And Eric was talking about like learning the soccer players just through playing FIFA and stuff like that, and getting into soccer really through FIFA. Well, maybe not through FIFA, but no, it's certainly it's been a big, a big part, part of it. Of it yeah. yeah, that's always a, a good thing. Uh huh. Yeah. And I, Mass Effect's a good choice, and I'm surprised it wasn't on anybody's anything. I forgot that came out this year. To be honest, with I, you. I, I I thought it might get forgotten. I thought about it, but and I liked the ending. I was. You know, I was big on the ending. You were the hard one. What do you mean? You got a little hard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Remember you were soft on Diablo? Yeah. yeah. Soft on Diablo, hard on Mass Effect yeah. 3. Yeah. No, I, I liked it. Um, and, and a lot of what people are talking about nowadays is the biggest issue people had with Mass Effect was that they guaranteed, you know, your actions would have consequences. And people felt like when it came down to it, their actions didn't really have consequences, and that's fine. Yeah, I understand that. Uh, but a lot of a lot of game design is not necessarily giving players choice, but giving them the illusion of choice. Um, and Dan, yeah. you can probably speak to this better than anybody because you probably have more Mass Effect playthroughs than anybody, right? Yeah. Uh, 
your decisions when you make them seem like they'll have a huge influence on the Later game on the and game, things, yeah. but they don't really. Yeah. Um, well, I think that I think that one of the things maybe they were trying to go for with that is, um, you know, maybe maybe in like a allegory to real life, you know. Yeah. You know, we make decisions all the time, but really, do we have any choice in what goes on in a lot of the decisions? "Quote unquote" that we make, you know. I think that's the point. They were one of the points that they were trying to make with that. That's deep, Maybe. man. That is pretty deep. Well, I mean, yeah, but and also, if you if you think about it, all your decisions, what they really came down to, were like a number yeah. because the way they did the galactic readiness and all yeah. that crap is, yeah. you know, what you did just turned into a number, yeah, right, and really didn't have much much of an influence. And that final choice you make, really, there was nothing leading up to it. It just came out of nowhere. It was, you know, like. Uh, God from the machine kind of thing. Yeah. But I liked it. I liked it. I liked the way it took it to that next level at the very end. Yeah. Because uh, if it didn't, I don't, I don't know. I don't feel like the game would have meant as much. And I don't think people would be having, well, obviously they wouldn't be having the conversations that they're having. Right. Um, I mean, it could have ended with Shepard setting off the thing and dying next to, what's his name? Spoiler for Mass Effect 3. Uh, Anderson. Anderson. Could have ended there, but I really like that they took it to that next, and that's why I liked the ending. Yeah, that they took it to that next level. Yeah. Um, My problem with yeah. the ending wasn't even that that happened; it's that after that happened, you didn't really get to see yeah, what no, went and, on. And most people would would agree with you on that. Um, but. I because I I liked it all up until up until that, like, you know. Once all that happened in the ending sequence, like you're just like what you know what happened, which is why I ended up liking the extended cut DLC um, because it explained it a little bit more and and what your choices meant because mm-hmm. the the ending was more about you know the you know they they joked about the color yeah. at the end and you know really that was the main difference what is flavor what, what color was radiating through the galaxy what flavor um, of skittle was your right but they did a better job of explaining what that meant you know sure. in the extended cut dlc which sure. is why i ended up liking that you know yeah. and i wonder uh i chose the destroy option yeah, yeah. i wonder if i would have liked the ending as much if i had chosen a different one i don't think i would see the thing is i believe in the indoctrination theory with that and you chose the right ending i think well that's the whole uh, you gotta if you're interested in kind of what we're talking about listen to our uh, indoctrination theory episode mm-hmm. yeah it's a, is it a hangover episode I think yeah, we, yeah. It is a hangover. it's like an hour and we haven't done minutes. a hangover in a while no I wanted to do a hangover when we all see the Hobbit so we can all talk about it we just been too busy to do a hangover honestly yeah <clears throat> yeah yeah Mass Effect 3 is a good choice I had another thought I wanted to say on Mass Effect, but I don't yeah, remember I what it was. I it was either. I liked the subtle hints they had towards the indoctrination theory, too, and just went over everyone's head. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was a masterpiece, no I, doubt. I thought it was. It's a great game. No doubt. Oh, I know what I was going to say. Maybe maybe the whole time, like, you really, even though, like you, like you said with the illusion of choice, maybe there just was no choice that what was going to happen. Maybe they had planned all along that what was going to happen what was, is what was going to happen, you know? Yeah. yeah. And that... Yeah, they were just giving you the illusion of choice. Well, it's one thing for that to happen in the game, but it's another to say, like, market it as a game based, based on, on choice and that your choices reverberate throughout right. the trilogy. Right. So, I don't know. They did a little bit, just probably not as much as people would have liked. Yeah, they, I mean, you get a little extra cutscene here, a different character here, yeah. but yeah. soup to nuts, it's right. pretty much, you know, just a good action RPG. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In my opinion. Yep. Agreed. But, okay. Corey. 
Game uh, of the year. Well, I'm going to go ahead and fill the giant gaping hole that Dan left in Guild Wars 2 heart and go with Guild Wars 2. Oh, okay. Um, I like that pick. In, in it, in it, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Uh, it, it wasn't until after the Halo party that I really latched on to, to Guild Wars 2. It's the only place I felt safe in, <laughs> in gaming. Uh, uh, I felt it. like I could boot it up and be comfortably safe there. And and even, like, I, I played it before that, and I was like, yeah, I mean, it's a good MMORPG, but it wasn't until I started playing it a little bit more. And I think a lot of uh, uh, critics and stuff were in the same kind of boat that they didn't... On a surface level, Guild Wars 2 appears like a very typical MMORPG. Yeah. Uh, and it's not until you really get into it and kind of figure out the nuance that you realize it fixes a lot of problems with modern mm-hmm. MMORPGs. Mm-hmm. And does it very, very elegantly. Uh, just off the top of my head, I didn't write anything down, I should have, but just off the top of my head, uh, questing, for one, the way it does quest based on ge- quest based on geography rather than having a quest log that's overflowing with quests. And Where you have to jump over to this zone, go through, over to this zone, and yeah. over this zone, over this it's zone. It's just basically what happens is you walk around, mm-hmm. and if there's a quest nearby, you don't even have to talk to anybody. It'll just pop up, mm-hmm. and you can say, help farmer whatever. Well, I like uh, that. Yeah, help farmer, what's a farmer's name? Brown. Farmer Brown uh, kill the, the wasps in his fields, and you do it, and you, you get the quest reward. Uh, and then afterwards, he becomes a karma merchant, which karma is like a form of currency in the game. And you can go to him if you want. You don't have to. And, you know, shop from him. Uh, Questing's one of them. The other is the subscription fee. There isn't one. Mm-hmm. Who knows if that model's sustainable? I don't think we've seen any numbers uh, coming out of there. I don't no. think they've said indicated one way or the other whether no, it's working. So. Uh, so that remains to be seen. I mean... As of right now, it seems great, especially for for the gamers. But mm-hmm. who knows if, like I said, if it's sustainable. I've bought some gems. I haven't yet, but I've been I've been really tempted. I've been close. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, I mean, they do have some some form of microtransaction, but it doesn't influence the game too much. No, the only thing you can get like boosters for experience, um, crafting boosters. You can get uh, like karma boosters to experience get experience boosters. Yeah. Um, you're, you can't buy items to make you godly, mm-hmm. which I like. But you can um, buy, buy gold. You can buy gold, but, you know, it's it's buying gold. Yeah. You know, there's only so much you can do with that, that money, you know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, the, the top-level gear is thousands and thousands and thousands of gold pieces. So, yeah, if you wanted to drop ten grand to buy yourself a legendary weapon. You want to be that guy. Be my guest. Sure. But, sure. Um, yeah, so that's another thing. It, uh, also, there's no, like, barrier to playing. A lot of issues with MMORPGs is you'll have some friends who play all the time and others who hardly ever play. Uh, but Guild Wars scales levels for just about everything. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're a higher level, you can join a lower-level player doing anything mm-hmm. and still gain Dungeon. effective experience, effective items, and all that stuff. The, I mean, the dungeons, are they start at level 30, uh, and then there's one every 10 levels until you get to like 70 and there's yeah, like five. three or five or whatever and then there's a level 80 or something or other. a couple so, level 80 ones i mean as long as your lower lowest level person uh is is of an adequate level to do a dungeon everybody can do that dungeon together and you know have it be worthwhile for everybody uh also like crafting you gain experience for everything even gathering like you're not wasting any time gathering resources because you're getting experience for it one of the best things about MMORPGs is exploring, and that really embraces exploring, mm-hmm. uh, because you know you get there's incentive for you to explore the maps and find the uh, skill points, the 
the vistas, vistas, which are you know you scale. Sometimes there's jumping puzzles to get to the vistas. I just started doing jo- a bunch of jumping puzzles. Yeah, and they, they can be pretty difficult. Oh my god, yeah. <clears throat> and you know there's a incentive to complete the map, which Dan has done 100% the map. Mm-hmm. Um, takes some work, and that's I, I, everything I've just talked about is just the PVE. Um, you you just playing the game casually, you wouldn't even notice the world versus world and the, the other PvP stuff and all the nuance involved in that. It's yeah. basically like an entire other game. Oh yeah, it the is. world versus world. Well, a lot. One of the things ArenaNet went for is they didn't want to make leveling seem like a chore. So it's it's easy to level in that game. Mm-hmm. Really, the game doesn't open up until you hit level eighty, and then you can start doing stuff. Yep. Um. Really, you can you can be effective in world versus world as not a level eighty. Everyone gets scaled up to level eighty. Um, but your gear is that much inf- more inferior. And I, I got a, few, a handful of kills before sure, I hit level 80. Sure. But once I hit level 80, then you can invest time and money into better gear and be become really effective at world versus yep. world. And PvE is uh, – or the structured PvP is – is uh, you kind of all get neutral gear. I think you can eventually craft structured PvP stuff once you get yep. high enough level or uh, enough – uh, I don't even. They have a separate currency for structured PvP too, right? Yep, yep, yep. They do. So they yeah. do. A lot, everything in structured PvP is separate. The bank, the mm-hmm. the all that garbage. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the other thing. Uh, oh, I just lost it. Uh, I was gonna say. I can't remember now. I don't know. Oh, oh um, the fractals of the mist. Randomized dungeons. Mm-hmm. That's oh, genius. is that randomized? Randomized. Yeah, I don't they know have that. randomized. Um, I don't know how randomized it is, but it's enough that. You don't really know what you're going to get until you mm-hmm. go in, and that's really that's really cool, especially for MMORPG because if you're playing the same dungeons over and over again, it can get boring. But they have a lot of dungeons, and, and each dungeon has four different paths. Yeah, so so there's there's a lot to do in, mm-hmm. in Guild Wars too, and uh, you know I talked about for Eric and Will when when games spill over into real life, uh, and I bought the Ghost of Ascalon Guild Wars book mm-hmm. to read. Uh, and that when I when I bought that book and was thinking about it afterwards, I'm like, I think I have to make Guild Wars two my my game of the year. Yeah. Uh, so okay, that's Guild Wars two. Mm-hmm. I ended up getting a new mouse. Uh, I put it on, on my Christmas list specifically so I could be more effective in World versus World, and I was quite a bit more effective in World versus World with the new mouse. Yeah. So it's fun, fun game. Mm-hmm. Fun. Fun game. Oh, Jesus. I'm going to play it tonight when we get done recording for God only knows how many hours. <laughs> Just like I do every night. Yeah. And I, uh, I should say that I also put it on my, put Guild Wars 2 on my laptop, which can hardly run it, but I can still craft. Mm. I was just going to ask you. I can still craft from my laptop. So, because crafting, you're just basically clicking through menus. Yeah. Um, so I do that on my laptop when I don't have my computer in front of me. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Excellent. So that'll do it, I guess, for the. Th- the thummies we're gonna take a take a quick break and be back with feedback after that and then uh that'll be the end of the episode for the week so yeah we're gonna take a quick break do feedback and be right back welcome back everybody to episode 75 of the thumbstick athletes podcast before the break we had our first annual thummies um, like I said, the reason why we didn't want to do a full episode, I don't know if I talked about this during, before, but because we knew we were going to take a long time with that. And, uh, we're at, uh, 
uh, almost a minute and 40 or an hour and 43 minutes. So that's why we didn't want to do a full episode because it would probably be like four hours long. So uh, next week you'll get our nibble bits for the past two weeks and what we played for the past two weeks and our uh, roundtable discussion for the past two weeks. So that'll be in next week's episode. And uh, hopefully we'll get a hangover in, you know, in the next couple weeks or so. Um, it's just been really busy the past what month and a half probably we just haven't been able to get together to do one so well uh, busy for us and slow for games yeah you know, not yeah. a lot of news coming out right. we haven't had a t- lot of time to play anything new absolutely so. absolutely a little combination of both so now we are going to do some feedback uh so the first feedback is from travis who says hey thumbstick athletes hope you all had a merry christmas my wife got me a wii u the only game i have so far is zombie u i'm probably going to get mario later today i have to say zombie u is an excellent game the big wigs at Capcom should play it because this is how I feel survivor horror, survivor survival horror games should be. It actually gives me the same feeling of tension and horror that the first couple Resident Evil games did back in the day. really like the Wii U so far. I think that the touchpad controller is what the Wii U is going to either live or die by. To me, there is no reason at all to own the Pro Controller because if a game doesn't take advantage of the touchpad, then I'll just play it on the 360. (laughs) For example, there is no way uh, Zombie U could be on the 360. Sure, they could port it over, but it would be a totally different game without the touchpad. I just hope developers put a lot of thought into cool and unique ways to use it. Uh, It would definitely be Nintendo's best interest to help and educate developers on the touchpad. Sorry if you've already went over this. I've been on vacation and haven't had a chance to listen the past couple of episodes. So that was from Travis. Uh, first, uh, hope you had a Merry Christmas too, Travis. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wii U was on, with uh, Zombie U. That's a good present. The Definitely. only game I'd get for the Wii U right now. Probably. Right now. Right, yeah. right. Uh, I would probably end up getting Mario yeah, too, I think. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah. I, I think uh, Z- Zombie U, I know like maybe critically didn't get great reviews, but uh, users seem to really like it too. So, <coughs> excuse me. Um, yeah, I, and I agree with, I, he made a good point about the gamepad too. Um, anyone that's got multiple systems probably isn't going to end up using the, the pro controller. He's absolutely right about that, you know, mm-hmm. cause you would get it for, for your 360 or the next generation, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever, you know, Xbox 720, PlayStation 4, you probably wouldn't get it for the Wii U, you know? So he's absolutely right. There's really no reason to own that controller unless you know, the Wii U is your only console, which... I'm sorry. Know. Yeah. If that's your only console. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at least at the beginning, they've gotten some third-party support, but... Um, that's it. No more. It's done. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. Who's going to make a game for them? Why would you? I don't know. <laughs> well, when we, we, talked I mean... about, we talked about the numbers, and didn't we all seem to think, like, what was it 400,000 units they sold the first two first weeks week. or week and a half? Week and a half, yeah. Um, Whatever. We, we all thought that was a little low. I actually was in Walmart the other night, and I did see a few on the shelf. Yeah, yeah they're available. And that was on... They're out there. It was December 23rd. Yeah. So it was a they few had a days bunch before of Christmas. <clears throat> at GameStop, they had a bunch of them the other day. Yeah. I was at Target yesterday, and there were a bunch there. I probably will get one. I'm going to say I, that now. I want to play Zombie U, but not <coughs> enough to, uh, to get one. Yeah, see, I, my, my son is going to be... Man, he's he's borderline going to be able, be into video games pretty soon. I think the having him having being used to the iPad and iPhones and you know the touchscreen thing. I think the the 
the gamepad for him is going to be a good thing for when he starts playing games. Probably in the next year or so, he'll probably start wanting to play games. Nice. Um, so I, I will I will get a Wii U um, eventually for that. So he, yeah, he likes to pick up people's phones and yeah. mess around with them. Oh yeah, he knows how to. Uh, and he knows open. the home button does. Yep. gets you back to. Yeah, he learned it all on the iPad, and then he can take people's iPhones and and call up the picture app and look at the pictures and, yep. and he, take videos he knows he, how to do all that stuff at, at 20 months old <clears throat> he's been doing that for a while too so he always takes mine <clears throat> i think the touch screen thing is a, would be a good thing for him um you know at least to start off gaming on you know you should uh get him like a uh, programming for toddlers computer programming for toddlers turn him into a computer programming genius <laughs> yeah yeah, I don't. I I also don't want to be one of those parents that forces yeah. them into things. That's what they say. If if you want your child to be something, don't ever bring it up. Right, right. Because they'll rebel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I kind of want him to be into technology and gadgets and stuff, but I I think that's going to happen anyway, whether I want him to or not. Yeah, you know? monkey see, monkey do. Right, exactly. Because daddy's always playing on the computer and on his phone and all that fun stuff. So. Uh yeah, survival horror. I yeah, I did get that impression, um, especially with a lot of the mini games used on the on the Wii the the Wii U. What's the controller called? Gamepad. Game Game Gamepad. Game yeah, I, I did get that impression. Like you're you're picking a lock a mini screen on the mini screen on the game, with you know you look back and there's a bunch of zombies trying to catch you. So you gotta you got that time. <clears throat> of course, my throat starts to tickle now. It's your whooping cough. Where's the? It's not whooping cough. I just been, I don't talk this much normally. <clears throat> so Dan, Dan goes hoarse. Yeah, I a, do. Well, I got I've got a tickle. A during the thummies. During, yeah, the, during thummies. the thummies. So yeah, I uh, I do see the <laughs> the survival horror from that. Um, well, that I mean, just that that's the one game in my opinion that makes a case for for the hardware, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Because. Because of the interface between the gamepad and the actual game. Right. Because you're constantly having to look up at the gamepad, which, you know, you just can't look at the screen while you're doing that and all that crazy stuff. So I could see what he means by it. it's possible to it, port it, but it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be a fun port. It wouldn't port. be the same, right? Because you'd, you'd be pressing a button to look at the, what, what the gamepad has already right. for you, and I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, the other game that actually for the Wii U <clears throat> that really looks interesting is the Lego City Undercover that lego city game yeah undercover. uh it looks awesome it's a lego game but it's a you know like a police it's almost like grand theft auto in lego world yeah but i don't know that seems really awesome in terms of making a case for that hardware and controller interface i don't know how lego city undercover would do that it's about the same um you use it a lot for you know to help track bad guys in the in the game i guess from what i've seen <clears throat> yeah but i don't know like in a zombie game in in zombie or survival horror the actual act of having the gamepad and looking at it is is part of the the tension, right? Because you're you, looking you away have from to the... look away from the screen. Whereas in in like a Lego game, you can do all that tracking or whatever yeah. on, in a mini <clears> map, or yeah. you know, by pressing a yeah. button. No, I, I agree. I, I may not use the the hardware as um, intuitive or yeah, intuitively as creatively as, yeah. as Zombie U did, yeah. and meaningfully. Right. <laughs> I, I really want to play Zombie U, and if you get a Wii U, Dan. Well, I'll definitely get Zombie U. Absolutely. I mean, that'll be for after Max goes to bed and and Daddy plays video games. I I would love to come play that with you. Yeah, I will definitely be getting a Wii U eventually. Hopefully sooner as as opposed to later, just because I I do really want to play it. I I held the... I was in Walmart the other night, like I said, and uh, I held the gamepad in my hand. It felt real nice. It was big. 
Um, but and, and it would take some getting used to. How big was it? It's very big. Zing! Uh, you guys. You should get one now off Newegg and do Bill Me Later. Mm-mm. What's um, this? Wait, wait. What, what's what? this? It's like a credit card. Like I need that. <laughs> you pay nothing for six months. Fuck. That's what I did with my computer. Can you just not tell me about yeah, things? <laughs> why'd you say that? I don't think you can. You're still children. Yeah. <laughs> Mom and no, I have a credit card. Do they sell the Surface tablet? On Newegg, I think. There's a bunch of anything that's on Newegg. Probably. Much, well, I think Amazon does a bill me later thing, too. Yeah. Eric needs a Surface tablet. <laughs> Dan has a cough drop, in case you're wondering. The... Yeah, I do. I'm trying not to suck too loud, but <clears throat> I also got to get the juices Dan, out. Dan, I know you've had, <laughs> always had trouble with that in the past. <laughs> um, oh, no, I, I'm once I pay off, like, all my... My, my, I have two credit cards. Once I pay those off, I'm just, I'm going to cut one of them up and only use the other one for God never, probably. Damn, if I don't have the same <clears throat> plan. Yep. Bad news. I was just talking about it today. Careful with your credit cards. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> bad news. Yeah, a, lot, a lot of the stuff I bought on one of them, like I bought when I was like 22. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. I'm still paying for it. So. And most of it was like from the Chinese buffet. Yeah, it was not anything. It wasn't. A valid purchase. No, it was food, went probably. Went to my fat gut. Yeah. I uh, came to a revelation driving over here today, speaking of debt. I have a lot of student <clears> loan debt. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, the, the way I want to look at it from now on is, is not student loans. It's my investors yeah. investing in me. That's a better way to look at it. And yeah, a better a way bit. to tell people, like, oh, I got a lot of uh, – I got to pay back my investors. Yeah. It's a more positive put, way to I was look say, at it. Put, put a pos- positive spin on it. I don't know, Corey. Yeah, I'm pretty screwed. Yeah, you're reaching. <laughs> you're reaching, all right. That's all I got. Still going to Broadway in the morning, though. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'll charge my credit card. <laughs> I got confirmation from your other sibling. Okay. All right. Anywho, so, so Wii U. Any any other thoughts on the Wii U? No, not for me. I mean, that's that's a. I mean, that's a good Christmas present. Yeah, it's definitely. a great Christmas present. I agree. Um, like I said, I I'll be getting one. Hopefully sooner as opposed to later, but. I mean, there's some light in that tunnel, in the Wii U there's, tunnel. There's some, but, like, it's a hazy light for me. If somebody gave it to me as a gift, I'd be like, hell yeah. Yeah, if I got it for free as a gift, I'd be like, you're a pretty cool guy. Yeah. You know? Or gal, as it were. <clears throat> Definitely. All right. The next was in response to our Facebook uh, post saying, back to work, uh, recording our 2012 Fummies. Uh, game of the Year episode tonight. What is your Game of the Year? The first one was from Jared on Facebook who said, Duel of the Planeswalkers 2013 when Corey buys it. <laughs> it's, what's that? You know, Magic the Gathering. Magic. Oh. It's Will's uh, Guilty Pleasure game. That's yep. true, that he's never played. That he never played. Uh, yeah. Uh, Corey is expected to buy the game so his roommates can play. Uh, I'm not okay with that. <laughs> Neither of them will listen to this, mm-hmm. but it, they've sort of been asking me to buy it for many months now, and so I they will can not. Play it. So they can play it, and I'm like, and they drop like subtle hints, like <laughs> I'm an idiot, like, oh, I heard it's only ten bucks. It's like, hmm, great. <laughs> but the thing is, if if Corey buys it, Corey's buying it on his computer, his Xbox, or his PS3, uh, which are all in his room and hooked up to his. Mo- I'm gonna stop talking about myself no 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 you should Uh, all hooked up in his room to his monitor uh which he worked hard to purchase for himself to use uh his tv is already out in the living room so his roommates (laughs) can enjoy it uh so freeloaders yeah freeloading pricks you're like their you're like their father (laughs) you are 
Are you oh, their father yeah. or their cool no, uncle I'm, that, I'm their, far, that they bunk exactly. with? Exactly. I'm their fun uncle that they take advantage of. Okay. Because I have all the fun things. Because I do not blow my money on marijuana and alcohol. Corey, I am partly to blame for this, for the way that I raised Jared. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You did a lot I, of Jared raising. I did a lot of Jared raising, and I apologize for, for some of his tendencies. Okay. <clears throat> Uh, but yeah, no, uh, Corey refused to buy it. I did get a text message from Jared, who was my roommate and who posted this, uh, the other day saying, Hey, can I buy, uh, Magic the Gathering Duel of the Planeswalkers 2013 on your PS3 if I give you $10 when you get back? Because my credit card information is already in there. Mm-hmm. And I said, Yes, but my PlayStation 3 will not be in the living room mm-hmm. because if it's in the living room, I will never be able to play it again. Right. Uh, and he's like, yeah, that's fine. I'm, I'm away. He's at, he's at our house, and I'm home uh, with my with my parents now. So. Upstate. Studio. Upstate. Which um, means it's in the living room until you get back. Oh, right, yeah. Right. Yeah, it's in there. Well, if you're going to get it, maybe I'll get it. That way we can play online. Oh, I, apparently, it's purchased. You let me know if it's worth me getting, and we'll play yeah, online. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's kind of I – don't, I don't want people to buy things on my stuff because then, like, it's their game on my console, and yeah. it's like – It's weird. It is weird because, like, he should be able to play it because he bought the game, but, like, I don't want it to be in a place where I can't play it whenever I want. Mm -hmm. It's mine. I don't know. I don't blame you. I hear you. I'm the same way. Valid arguments. Buy your own damn thing. Okay. (laughs) Moving on. Chris says, I am stuck in Gettysburg, so I will be playing Final Fantasy Tactics on the good old iPhone. Um, But he says, but Game of the Year is Guild Wars 2. Chris is a guildy of ours, and also mine, Corey, and, and Will's cousin, um, and plays Guild Wars quite a bit with us, actually. He's our guild leader. I haven't heard enough about Guild Wars 2, so if you guys could. Well, we should do a, we should do a whole hangover episode about Guild Wars 2 where we just talk about it. Because what, what, I haven't been talking about it enough for the past can, couple weeks. What can we talk about that we haven't already touched on? I could just Great question, t- I could tell I could tell stories about that game. I could, too, the honestly. Compl- I could Let's recover everything. I have, I have three. Well, or four. I'm gonna take off. I think I, <laughs> I gotta go. Guys. I have a pretty good story from last night. If God damn it, I would love to hear it. No, nah, it's not. No, we say should. It. Go ahead. <laughs> we should have a hangover episode where we just tell Guild Wars two stories. Just let me know when you're recording that one podcast. We had we we bandied around about starting a Guild Wars two podcast. <laughs> In addition. <clears throat> in addition to this one. No Eric Homa. Uh, no, every night yeah, I Eric doesn't want to be part of that one. <laughs> every night I have three or four things that I think are awesome happen to me and that I could talk about on this podcast, but um, I want to spare everybody the the, the dirty details. So I just yeah, I let them slide. I mean, how many of our listeners have brought up Guild Wars 2? Nobody, I don't think. Except for this Chris. one. That's it. <laughs> Who's your guild leader? Nobody else is playing it. Yeah. yeah. Who's sick of hearing about Guild Wars? I am. I'm not. I'm not either. Dude. I could talk about it forever, but I, I won't. Too. I could too. I won't. I'm moving on. Uh, Michael in Minnesota says, "Hello, Kitty Island Adventure." <laughs> oh, right. That's where I saw that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is uh, but the episode "Make Love Not World of War," "Make Love Not Warcraft." Um, that's the game Butters plays <laughs> instead of World of Warcraft. <clears throat> Butters. I, is it a real game? I think so. Is it? Uh, maybe not. And I know there's a Hello Kitty What's game. What's it called? I don't know if it's... Hello Kitty Island Adventure. If maybe it's real. <laughs> I'd be interested to find out. I'm purchasing. If it, it was like a Hello Kitty MMORPG, I think it is. Oh my god! Unless, unless I'm only thinking it is because of that episode. I, I don't know. 
We should Maybe all play it. Yeah, we should all play it tonight. My 3G is running like balls right now, but as soon as it... Oh, you want to use my 4G? <laughs> no, Corey. <laughs> your 4G is stupid. Do we have 4G here? Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Here we go. All right. So I'll start, Corey. Don't bother. Oh, he already got it up, though. Not first, 4G LTE. It is the but... first and only officially <laughs> massively multiplayer online game of Hello Kitty. How much is it? No, you're asking a lot. This is going to take me a minute. So. Yeah, look it up on Amazon. <clears throat> we'll oh, wait. I'll read the next one. <laughs> the next one is from Idaho Jake, who says, I only have an Xbox, so my game of the year will be a game that is on Xbox. Before I get uh, to there, here are my uh, honorable list games. Sleeping Dogs, Far Cry 3, Assassin's Creed 3, Kingdoms of Amalur, uh, Mortal Kombat, Witcher 2, Sniper, Sniper Elite, V2, Dragon's Dogma, FIFA Street, but my game of the year is Borderlands 2. Sorry, but FIFA 13 isn't on my list because I only played the demo. Uh, if I didn't list a game, it's because I haven't played it or didn't like it. <clears throat> had a lot of what, that's, what that's, we yeah. yeah, that's a solid list. I mean, a lot of those games are, are games that made our lists in one way or the other. Um, Witcher 2 is one I wanted to have an award for, but I just couldn't. If we had maybe best best RPG, I might have picked The Witcher 2 because <clears throat> that was a game I really, really liked. Um, Dragon's Dogma won a couple of awards from me. Kingdoms of Amor won a couple of awards. Obviously, I did. I picked Borderlands 2 as my game of the year, too. <clears throat> I found the Hello Kitty. Kitty. Oh. Uh, the premium edition right now on Amazon you can get for $5.82. Yes. What is the premium premium edition? <laughs> Wow. If you give me one more what fucking thing to look at. What does the premium edition include? Hold on, I'll tell you. But I just, it, it did get a resounding two and a half stars out of five from I've, the six people that reviewed it. I've got to play it. What year this did, is a must play. What year did it come out? It was a while ago. I wonder if you can still even play it. You know what would be a good idea? It's <clears> to, <throat> to package that game with an episode, with that Make Love Not Warcraft episode. That's a good idea. Cross promotion? Yeah. Yeah. I because I guarantee, people, like, I want to try it, kind of. There are too. so many missed opportunities in, in brand integration. I, I don't know when it came out. Well, w- when we get done recording this episode, we're going to watch a YouTube video of Hello Kitty Island Adventure gameplay. <laughs> I'm going to buy it. Maybe I'll post it on the blog post. Should, oh, we got to do our blog post. You should post it on week. our Facebook and say, if you want to know why this is here, listen to. Listen to our Game of the Year or Thummies episode. There you go. Okay. Uh, I think that's it for... Feedback. Right. We didn't have any Twitters. Didn't we get another one? Tweeters. Did we read Jacobs? Jacob. Tweeters. Yeah, just did. Yeah, he, he picked Borderlands too. That's right. Yep. While you were looking at Hello Kitty. Tweet. Yeah, that's right. I was busy looking up Hello Kitty. I'll check our Twitter real quick. I don't think we have anything. No, else. we didn't. I, I looked before we came. I mean, we don't have anything. Eh. Oh, my internet's running slow again. Imagine that. <laughs> Gosh golly, G Willikers. We got all these magic cards staring at us on the table. Nothing. Okay. Sorry. All right, well, I guess that'll do it for our Game of the Year uh, Thummies. The Thummies. Thummy thummy Awards. First first annual Thummy Awards. Um, So, yeah, like I said, we're going to try and and get a couple hangover episodes for you once once things settle down from the holidays and and get back into a regular schedule. We're behind on blog posts, too, I just realized. Oh, crap. <clears throat> Don't worry about it. We've all been, like, really busy. It's it's fine. I haven't been busy. I've just been playing Magic. Oh, I've been, I've been busy. I've been busy. I've been playing Magic as well. So we'll get all caught up in everything and hopefully get back into a regular schedule um, after the holidays are over. Um, yeah. 
I'm not going to go over the usual information because, once again, I can't find my card. So, yeah, that'll do it for the first annual Thummy Awards of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Eric. Will. I'm Corey. Thanks for listening, and get out of my basement. Hey, watch with the